gentlemen welcome welcome to dark insight episode 43 getting there lots of episodes nearly at the 50 uh this is friday the 27th i'm cliff goldsmith as sometimes not always because uh, apparently i'm not on this podcast that much according to jeremy uh, hey look the stats uh, don't lie all right <laughs> if you go to darkinsight.net, you can find out exactly how many episodes cliff has hosted right now <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm here by, Je- I'm here. Here by Jeremy. Oh, let's see. That's a long I see. I'm here with Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? You good? I'm doing very well, Cliff. Thank you for asking. Excellent, excellent. And I'm here, also here with Mr. Charles Turner, or Vader, as everyone knows him by. How you doing? Good, sir. Good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, weather, what's your weather like? It's cold, freezing. My window wouldn't open on my car today. It was real, real annoying. Like you press it and it's like the window's stuck. Yeah, stupid, stupid electric windows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's, cool. it, yeah, it's also cold here. It's just now turning cold finally. So I don't know. It's I mean, like it'll be like fifty or sixty degrees and um, the one true measurement, <clears throat> um, and then and then it'll just jump right back up to eighty degrees and the one true measurement. So. <laughs> So, Fun times. Yeah, well, so, so what is like 60, 60 degrees in Celsius? What's that like? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 60 degrees okay. Celsius into... This is this is the podcast. That's not cold. That's not cold. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> for <laughs> Louisiana, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my normal... That's like normal weather over here. That's a daily normal. It's, yeah. uh, it's probably around about one or two Celsius here at the moment. It's it's fifty three here right now. How about that? Yeah, that's still not cold. It's um, it's still cold. It's, it's midsummer here, supposedly, and we're, we've actually gone on record having the worst summer in like the last like twenty years. And there's actually oh, been right. our politicians are all talking about shifting the the summer holidays later. <laughs> Just because, yeah, our summer hasn't started yet, and yeah, we're two months in apparently. Can't, can't have it. Can't have uh, non-warm summer holidays. God dear. It's <laughs> it, we've had the wettest January on record. Um, yeah, it's been pretty bad. We've had like weather bombs and 160 kilometer winds. Um, it's been earthquakes. Been <laughs> yeah. Uh, to my, I'm just converting my 160 kilometers to miles. Were you, Jeremy? <laughs> it's ninety-nine miles an hour winds. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> um, pretty good. Pretty good. And it, it's supposedly summer, um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah. I'm at work, so who cares? I'm at work all day. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> See, I drive cool. like for a living. Like I drive around the state and like calling my customers and everything. So I am out in the weather all the time, no matter what it is. Yeah. Well, see, speaking about that, I've just got myself some super cool gaming glasses because <laughs> uh, I spend all day, every day, just looking at screens. So my job is just screens eight hours straight, and then I come home and I'm 
on my phone or on the on the computer or on the TV, and so I've, my eyes are getting real a real beating. So I've got some of those anti glare glasses. So I'm super nerdy now. Yeah, because you were yeah. so very jockey before. Hey man, I still play touch. I still play rugby. That's <laughs> eight. I, okay, yeah, I'll back off. <laughs> I'm a nerd jock. Nerd jock. Nerd jock. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Um, uh, good weather, good cold, sunny, cold. Awesome. So, news, 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 the news, fuck all news. <laughs> That's about it, really. There's your news. No, there's, there's been a couple of things. Um, of course, the big news one was they uh we got a, we got dropped a trailer for the new dark souls 3 dlc the ringed city which comes out march march 23rd was it march 28th 28th there mm-hmm. we go what we saying what what we thinking of the uh the trailer they dropped us dark souls trailers are always really great um yep. this one was no <laughs> exception i like i like a lot of the aesthetic that they're going through um Apologies to anyone out there who consider like promotional trailers spoilers. Like I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I am going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, like that looked like it's like taking place at the end of Dark Souls Three, where it, like the world has gone all tilty and, and crazy. So that looks like super cool. Um, I'm 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 way into it. Like they had a bow that was like a lightning bow, like that looked rad. They had like an ice sword or something that looked really cool. Like it, some of that stuff, and not the ice sword that's already in there. Uh, a new ice sword. That um, ice sword looked like a fucking lightsaber. It looked kind of like a lightsaber. Yeah, it had that. It had like that had weird solid. Hilt. Yeah, it's it's it, it's if, weird. Uh, it was so cool though. If you look at, it, he's just got a hilt and then he spins it round and it all comes out. It's like a lightsaber. That yeah. that's fucking that weapon's cool. Yeah, it's um, cool. and I, I think I said this on Twitter. Uh, as as much as I give Dark Souls Three a lot of shit about like not having great lore and kind of being one of the more uh, story-wise, at least one of the more boring it's entries a into, into the series. It's still a phenomenal game, and like I cannot wait to have an excuse to get back and play it. So, like, because I'll mm-hmm. be there day one. And yep. I, I haven't talked to you, to you fellas, about this, but assuming that we all have time, we'll probably do a spoiler cast that, that Friday afterwards or that weekend afterwards to get a, a like we have done in the past with of Dark course. Souls DLCs. So, yeah, because we never really did that with the Ashes of Andrell or whatever it's called. So yeah, we did. we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We did a whole episode. <laughs> we did like a whole like big, long thing. <laughs> I think I think it was just um uh yeah we did a whole one but it, 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 we didn't name it as a special. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was, it was the episode. But I think it was Butterfingers Goldsmith. I think it was that episode. Yeah, that one. And we we weren't deep in. We weren't quite deep into it then, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. We did. My yeah. apologies. <laughs> God, Vader. Jeez. <laughs> but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it. The whole the end of the world looked pretty mm. cool, and I've seen a couple of stills of um. Inception looking Dark Souls world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like That's really, what I'm into. Yeah, it's it looks pretty bizarre. Um and yeah. Uh, they always do a good uh, job of these weapons. We've got so many of them, but they still seem to bust out unique and different weapons. Um mm. even in the previous DLC, I was pretty impressed with some of the unique weapons they pulled out. Um yeah. So pretty Yeah, cool. very cool. There's one thing I like obviously spotted in the trailers which is quite cool the the symbol of the avowal so I don't know whether it's going to be having to do with uh Londor and obviously the undead and it's ugh, quite interesting yeah that stuff looks interesting 
Did you see, uh, mm. like, Vadi already has a 13-minute video up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, <laughs> about, like, cool, all right? the sort of avowal stuff. Like, it's just, yeah. he's, he was just Johnny on the spot with that. Like, it was so quick. <laughs> I almost think that he gets access to the trailers early so that he can cut that stuff. Because otherwise, like, he had, like, the whole, he's like, 1080p frame, like, slow down, like, the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. How, how is, what is his work process that he can turn something around like that, that quick? Uh... <clears throat> Uh, he must get the trailers early. He must do. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. Super cool, um, though. Very cool video. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. Like, I'm just really, really excited to play mm. it, so I'm into it. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's more Dark Souls. We can't ever go wrong with that. I'm not expecting much of the lore and the story, but it looks like it's going to be a fun DLC. And, man, that... Demon fire boss looks metal as fuck. Yeah. So I'm I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> this will lead to uh, our topic this week, which is going to be, uh, as most people probably already know, is going to be the uh, difficulty in games. But uh, I was talking to Gary from Broadfireside Chat. We were recording Days of Future Cast, and we started talking about the Dark Souls 3 DLC. And he's like, yeah. He said, it, it looks good, but like even in the trailer, like the boss had like a nine-hit combo. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't know that like modern from really understands what I want from a Dark Souls games, and I was like, yeah, I can, I can, I can totally get that. Like those, those nine to like fourteen hit combos from enemies are getting kind of ridiculous. Yeah, this is but, very true. Like I, I'm very, I'm that's the only thing I'm very scared of. I was obviously people know me on Twitter. People have seen what's been going on with me the past week in difficult games, so I'm very worried about that boss all those bosses in general being super hard. Like I couldn't do the, the, the free phase boss in the last one without two summons. I, I really, really struggle with that. So yeah, I've got a feeling it's going to be tough and my Twitter is going to be blowing up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't want to jump the gun and get into our conversation, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard to develop a game because we're so good at these games now as a community, they, it's it, where do they go like to make if it's because if it's a walkover would complain would complain as well as well like if it was super easy yeah yeah well we'll get into but, that anyway it's not, exactly, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> yeah cool so anyway like let's get a, a little bit of what we've been playing we won't spend too deep on these jeremy what you've been playing <laughs> um do you guys know about a game called stardew valley <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say how have you been getting on with that actually because i know you haven't been playing anything else have you no i, I haven't really i just haven't had time um yeah. I, I, as most people know like i took a couple of weeks off at the end of the year and like had a bunch of time to do stuff and like we were spending holidays with family and all that and then uh just work has come back and like i've just been drowning and if it's and with the current u.s political climate like at, after work like me and my wife get home and we're like well we could yeah, let's just have some beers and forget the world exists for a little while. <laughs> so me and Sounds her have been hanging good. out, like playing movies, watching movies, and things like that. So playing video games. But I have squeezed in some time on my farm. Um, I'm approaching the end of my first year, and uh, like it's such a significant difference between like how you can how what you know how to do at the beginning of that game and the end. Um, so the beginning of the game starts you out like on the first of spring. Each season is an exact 28 days long. So, like, every, you have four weeks of every season. Uh, I, at, like, the very beginning of this game, like, I had, like, two little dinky crops, like, that had, like, maybe a sprinkler between them. Like, I was manually watering stuff. And, like, I was just growing, like, you know, maybe eight crops. <laughs> like, eight little plants <laughs> of whatever. 
and uh so it i'm I'm hitting the end of winter like i'm in the last week of winter and i've already got like i've got <clears throat> cows i've got chickens um i've got like all of this stuff set up so that like when my fruit starts growing in the springtime i can make it into jams and jellies and i can sell that for higher prices um but i've i've created like these new sprinklers like they were they're like they're not the best sprinklers in the game but like they're like the third best sprinklers in the game so i've got this whole section laid out and i counted the other day because i was rearranging stuff and i have like 36 of them so each sprinkler water is eight things so multiply 36 times eight and that'll be like how many crops i'm pulling in in springtime i i am fucking excited i'm going to be rich as hell <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> Um, and like all of the other like games and things that you can do, like I've been spending a lot of time fishing and I've gotten way better at fishing and like, now I can actually like start catching some weird stuff. Uh, I've gotten almost to the bottom of the mine. Uh, the only time that you die in this game is in the mine and, uh, it's, it is such a punch in the stomach when you do. So the, I don't think I've talked about this before, so I'll talk about this and then I'll move on after because I've talked about Stardew Valley too much. Um, (sighs) Uh, the mine is like you, you look, you, you have one level and you go around and you like, you mind your rocks and you're looking for like special ores and maybe there's some enemies. Um, every five levels, you get an elevator shortcut back up and every 10 levels you get like a special treasure. So I was on level like one Oh four, I think. And the enemies are pretty tough, but like, I've got my foods and I've got like my, my kick-ass sword and I've got like, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, but I got, I got, a, it was just like dark souls, man. I got a little greedy. And I'd gone from, uh, I think I'd gone from 95 to 104. So I've gone like 10 levels and I was really just trying to get to 105. Like it was late at night. I just wanted to get to 105 so I could get my shortcut and I could go home. My inventory was full of all kinds of rocks and shit. Like I was excited. Like it was a productive day and I got too greedy and I died, (laughs) which was the first time in the game that I had died. And, uh, the screen goes black and, uh, it comes up and it's like EC, EC, because I named my little dude EC and, uh, I wake up and I'm at the top of the mine and the homeless guy that lives near the the entrance said like, Hey, I was, I was down there and I, um, I, you know, I found you. So I, I pulled you back up, which was really hard. And it says, and the screen comes on and it says, man, I must've hit my head really hard because not only did I go, not only did I pass out, but I forgot the last 11 levels of the mine and I'm missing six items for my inventory. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> So I had a, not only do you lose like two or three shortcuts in the mine, but like I had stacks of wood and stone, like that were like four or 500 deep. So I could make stuff and I just kept them in my inventory the whole time. And yeah, I lost all of my wood, <laughs> which I know is, can sound funny, which probably might be the episode title on this one, but like, yeah, all of my wood gone. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty miserable. Yeah. I hate that stuff. Well, I was thinking a title would be Stardew Valley is like Dark Souls. It is very much like Dark Souls. Yeah. You, you just wander around, you're looking for shortcuts and trying to grow a crop, <laughs> trying to trying to harvest some souls. That game is really good. Like if if you have any kind of, even kind of a passing interest in um, the, uh, like a crafting game with like a really unique personality, like definitely check it out. I've talked about it in the last three episodes, so this will probably be the last time that Cliff lets me talk about it on this show. Uh, you should also go listen to like the last three episodes of the Chomp Chain podcast and hear uh, Chris talk about it because Chris yeah. is just as enthusiastic, if not as Chris is just more enthusiastic than I am in general. So like, but about this, like he is all he's gung ho about it, and like it it makes whenever I hear him talk about it, it makes me want to go play the game. So <laughs> no, I I, t- I, t- I totally understand that though. Like I, it, it's cool to hear you guys talk about it and be so enthusiastic about it. 
it's like that's how I feel when New Destiny comes out and I dig into it and I'm just super hyped to play. I'm really enjoying every moment with it. And no, it's it's cool to hear you guys sort of chat and have this much love for this game. And I'm really glad that you guys are enjoying it. It's, it does sound fun and I wish it was... I don't think it's my type of thing and I wished it was because it does sound super fun. Yeah, if it ever goes on sale, and I'm sure it will eventually, but if it ever goes on sale or goes on to like a PS Plus thing, like I would definitely recommend people pick it up because it's one of those games where you can just pick it up and you can play it for like a day like in a, in the I think a day takes like maybe a day within the game takes like maybe 30 minutes or something maybe an hour I don't know exactly but like it's a it's a good like I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna spend my day doing my stuff and then put it down I mean like not for me like for me I play it for like four hours at a time if I can <laughs> so I'm, I'm all in but yeah it's it's a fun pick up and play game to have like installed on your system when you need a, a good palate cleanser from the yeah. the neos and the and the resident <laughs> evil sevens of the world I'll get it when it comes to switch or get it when it comes oh. to Switch. Yeah. yeah. If, oh, yeah, it is coming to Switch, isn't it? Yeah. If I, uh, a portable version of this would be pretty dangerous for me, who spends a lot of time driving, I would be like, well, let me just check my phone. No, how should I do that? <laughs> Whilst you're driving, like, yeah, exactly. holding it on the wheel, like, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but that's really it for no, me. Like, good. I haven't even played iPhone games. I haven't, I mean, it's, other than that, it's just been podcast work and uh, actual work and, you know, hanging out with busy, my lovely busy wife. times. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Like we all, we all do it. Like we find times in life where we just have no time to play video games, but we still get a bit of time in here and there, like an hour or so. So it's all good, and I'm glad you're enjoying that game. It sounds sounds cool. Sounds nice and chill. <laughs> it is that absolutely. Spader, mm. mm. you've been playing loads by the looks of things. <laughs> well, yeah, because I had I had a real busy <laughs> summer break. It wasn't a break. Um. So I've kind of just dug down and last week here, last Saturday, I went over to um, a friend's place and he's got an Oculus Rift. Mm. Um, and so I, I, he let me have a go and I played a few games. Um, and that's that's why my list is a bit bigger because I, I tried a few things. And it was cool to experience another VR because I've, now I've tried all three. Uh, so how, how's the Rift compared to the VR? Because obviously the PSVR is the cheapest one out of the bunch, isn't it? So. I was actually expecting it to be a lot smoother. Like it's mm. it, the unit's very like very small because I've only actually seen the the the, um, the dev kits of the Oculus yeah. Rift before, and they were chunky beasts. This mm. is very similar. And it almost feels um, cheap because it's so small in some ways. Right. Like it's 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 very light. It's got Velcro, which you do to adjust the um, the straps, like to make it tighter on your head. And the front unit, it, it almost feels like um, diving goggles, like <laughs> how light and um, they are. But it's it, it works. Um, is is it the Oculus Rift that has the um, the focus, or is that the Vive that has the like the it's focus? Got, it's got a little knob. But what it's doing mm. is actually just it's doing the same thing that the PlayStation VR does. Whereas the PlayStation it just VR moves it in and out on a rail. Yeah, you move the actual right. uh, head unit. Whereas this is moving the 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 lenses oh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. um and it, so to be honest it felt similar like with the vr it's not i don't get feel sick in it but it, you feel out of sorts like because you, you get that out of body kind of experience and i felt the same way like it wasn't any smoother than than, than i've experienced in the playstation vr had the same kind of um you could still see, if you look closely you could see the pixels on the screen um, if you try and focus on them, the same as the the VR. So, like to be honest, I don't didn't see too much difference. 
the the benefit of the oculus is the controllers the controllers are probably pretty slick um mm. Well, anything's uh, yeah. going to be better than the PlayStation moves. But yeah, I'll get onto the PlayStation moves because they, <laughs> they still work, though. They still work pretty good. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Oculus Rift, I played super hot. And that is a cool game. I've heard really good things about it. And people don't know, it's a... Super it's a... Hot. Hot. Super <laughs> hot. Super hot. It's a first-person shooter that the enemies only move when you move. Uh, and it would go through levels uh, so you could stop time by stopping moving and you could assess the situation and then react uh they've it's really stylized it's like everything's white um and then the enemies are red kind of mannequin looking things but with like kind of like crystal looking aesthetic to them and when you kill them they shatter and stuff like when you shoot someone mm. head, their head like explodes and crystals um so they've, they've actually rebuilt the game. They haven't just retrofitted it into the old game, the, the, the VR experience. They've put it, they've made it a, a unique experience. There's no running around. You're not actually walking. Every little encounters, uh, you're standing still. Uh, so you, it removes the kind of any motion sickies. And it just works. It's so much fun. Like you feel like you're Jackie Chan or something in it and, and, and those movies because you can pick up bottles and throw them at people and well and you and, can like punch dudes and grab their gun and then like shoot them with it and then throw the gun at somebody else like it gets like it gets involved it's really a lot of fun yeah and so you so yeah and that's it all work have you you've played the game or you've seen no no i'm just i'm just very familiar with it because like I, I really want to pl- i wanted to play it when it came out originally on pc i just don't really have a gaming pc to do that um and uh, Brian Wade, friend of the show, Brian Wade, uh, really wanted to come on to this week's episode, and I wouldn't let him because I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> he, he played super hot in VR, and he wanted to talk about it. So this, this is going to work out good. Now we never have to have him on the show again. So this is going to work out great. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys all, someone else, me and Brian must be the same person. Oh, no, it was you and, you and Brian Cliff were the same person, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, because they've never been on a podcast yeah. together. <laughs> it's quite funny on Twitter, I end up talking to myself. <laughs> I do have two accounts, and I just, I just talk to myself. It's, it's, yeah. Two? I've got like eight on my phone, and I just talk to myself constantly. It's great. It's like a, it's, it's a never-ending series of self-validation. All your tweets get seven likes. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny how that works out, isn't it? Yeah um but yeah it's it's really good like it's really cool that they've built it up because the problem with a lot of vr games is when it's kind of you forced a non-vr game to work with vr whereas this um is is built they've started it from scratch they've taken the same concept but they've built it up um and it just yeah it just works super good like so what happens you get is you choose a level like i did like it's like chinatown and you start off and the first encounter is quite simple like you might have just one guy um and then you then you you beat him and then it, you look there's like a black triangle appears when you've uh, fulfilled the criteria of that like defeating all the guys you look at it and that's when you warp to the next one next encounter and so you, there's like five encounters for each level and they progressively get harder like one of them is in a graveyard and you start off and you're you're, you're in front of like a big like tombstone thingy you know those big kind of ornate ones that the rich dudes have and you've just got like an uzi in front of you and you as you pick it up you see a guy pop around to your left and it's just like you cap him and then he drops a double barrel shotgun which you can catch and then you lean to your right and there's two guys coming and you're actually leaning which is the cool thing like you're actually leaning around and you just blast these guys and you feel like 
um, Antonio Banderas in like Desperado or something. Like you, just, you feel like an action hero. Uh, it's, and yeah, then you then you walk from there and you're in a like basically in a Mexican standoff with no gun. And you've got three guys with double barrel oh, with gun. Was that? I can't remember if they have shotguns or not, or just handguns. And they were shooting at you, and you've got to use the, the the bullet time, slow motion of your movement, to kind of dodge all three bullets to get past that scenario. And it's just yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've tried. I've looked up, and there's it's exclusive to Oculus Rift VR, but it, when I can tell, it's timed, and I'm really hoping it comes to PlayStation VR. Because it would work really well. Like, there's no the, reason it like, work. I would be happy if the base game, like not the non VR version, came to oh, <laughs> PlayStation because oh, it's it's it, like it looks like a really fun game to play. And I'm it's one of the few times I've been bummed to not have a, a gaming PC. Yeah, it's it's a really cool concept of the and how it works in the VR is that you could look around and time doesn't move. It's the movement of your hands, and so it's real easy to kind of. Like if you warp in and there's like a dude in front of you, you can you, it's easy to panic and suddenly you like move, and and then obviously that works to your disadvantage. But if when you get used to it, you stop, and you can assess the situation by just looking around and you're keeping your hands as still as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really it was really good. Um, and you, yeah, you can punch a dude, and there was one 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 of the levels. There's a guy right in front of you with a combat knife, and you should instantly punch him, catch his knife throw it at the guy behind him then there's like a bottle next to you you can pick up and there's a guy coming down like one of those uh, fire exits on the side of like apartment buildings like yeah, again in new york and stuff a guy coming down one of them and you just can like hoof the bottle up and if you time it all right you can take all three guys out like in like a few seconds it's really good <laughs> so much fun yeah cool Hopefully it comes to both. Yeah, it'd be cool if they release super hot and the VR is packaged with it as like a alternative. Um, mm. That would be really cool. Cool. Um, the the one downside I had, and I felt bad for Reagan and his thing. He seemed to okay with it, but I actually chucked his controller by accident. Because oh. <laughs> the 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 downside with the controllers is that there's there's a trigger like it's much like the Wii nunchuck. It's a very similar shape to that, so it's mm. kind of angled or or one uh, side of the PlayStation controller, and so you've got a trigger for your index finger, but on the grip itself, there's a, a one for your middle finger, and that's how you pick up things. So if you need to throw something, you need to let that go, which means you're letting go of <laughs> yeah. half your grip of the controller while so you're chucking. Do they not have like the the wrist straps like the they old did. Wii remotes had? They do, they do, but I didn't have it on at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people break their TVs. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that happen. Yep. <laughs> um, but that is a bit of a, a bit of a weakness because yeah, your grip, the button is yeah. where your grip is. But I, I understand that's kind of the only option. Mm. Um, yeah, and the other oculus rift experience i tried was i think it's called little robot experience and apparently it came bundled with the controllers um reagan said and it's just like uh you're in a um it's like a caravan and it's it's there's like a flying uh johnny five robot you know the movie johnny five for life dude yeah short there's circuit like a, is the movie oh yeah, short circuit, right. yeah. <laughs> i can't remember but yeah, you know, you know what I was talking about. I got there. <laughs> Charlie Five, um, he's alive. Charlie Five, a good movie. 
So it, he looks like him, but got no like he's missing his body and just got the arms, and he flies flies around, and you're in this like caravan, and it's got like an old like Mac, you know, those old Mac computers with like that sat on top of the the computer, the hard drive, the screen, you know, those big chunky things with yeah, has like one of them, and then he, the, the robot just hands you like Super Nintendo cartridges, pretty much, and you put it in like a 3D printer, but it's a laser 3D printer, and it prints like random stuff. Uh, so you get like a little butterflies, like digital butterflies that will fly around and you can use the motion. I don't know if you guys, you guys probably know, um, the Oculus Rift senses your finger movements. And so you can actually poke, put your finger out and it will know, and your little digital hand will poke its finger out. Oh, that, oh that's right. Cause these new, new, they're, they're fairly new, those controllers, aren't they? Yes, they don't come out with release. They just came out more recently. Do you know how much they are, that thing you threw around? I was just thinking about it. It's like 200 bucks for t- the pair. Yeah, no wonder yeah. he was a little upset, right? <laughs> no, he, he seemed okay with it. He goes, uh, I mean, having fun. <laughs> That's all right. Just, yeah, 100 quid, just up the wall, bang. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't hard, though. Like, it was, it was like, just dropped on the floor, really. But I still felt bad. <laughs> um, it still worked. Uh, yeah, so you could poke your finger out. Uh, yeah. It's a cool idea, the motion thing. In reality, it means that your fingers are just kind of and digitally are just flicking around constantly because mm. it looks like you've got Tourette's for your fingers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, you could put your finger out and the butterfly would come land on it. It's really cute. And then there was like you could print like rockets, like firework rockets, and you could yank on it and like the, the controller would rumble while it was in your hand and you could like aim it and let it go. Uh, I just kept shooting that little robot um you could like make a nerf gun and when you've made that like little digital targets appear and you can shoot them and then i shot the butterflies and reagan my mate was like i never thought to shoot them and when you shoot them it goes zap little digital zap pops up which is pretty funny mm-hmm. um yeah it was, it was a cool just to take demo really um and just to show what they can do graphically and 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 the interactiveness and so you have like picking up things and you can chuck them and and the, and the physics seems to work quite well um and then i played table tennis and i sucked at it it's really hard i'd rather play in real life <laughs> um, but yeah it's good it's was, it was good to, to experience it um yeah i'd like to see more of some of these games come to the playstation um yeah cool that's my Oculus. So do you want me to keep talking about other games we've been playing well i was gonna see like i mean like i see you've been playing batman vr like, I, I, while we're on VR, we must talk about it because obviously I had this was what I had the most experience with. I obviously got every trophy and like I, I plowed into that game. I, I presume you've been playing my copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been lucky. I don't have to. Yeah. Well, you said you got the trophies, but it's still blinging when I get do stuff. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I still get that. the trophy sound. Yeah. Weird, strange. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really it's it's really good uh it's it's uh, the sound the sound sound design's pretty good like i remember like when i was just mm. playing when you first get in you're in the mansion and you got the piano in front of you you can pick up the mm. phone and listen to your messages and you can actually mm. move it around and the, the, it would actually change where the sound was coming from i was quite impressed with that um yeah the free the 3d surround sound on that comes from the processing unit on the VR is, I think, really, really good. So it's pretty like, impressive, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's like, I noticed that like the warping's pretty good. Like it gets rid of the knee because in Robinson, just the moving is is quite painful uh, at times. Yeah. Um, whereas this, there's no real issue. I played for forty minutes, not a problem. Felt great. I actually recorded it, so it'll be up on the YouTube on the YouTube channel in the near future. Um, it was just a ton of fun, like just being Batman and um, yeah. The, and and the concepts they're playing with are really cool. Like you, mm. um, you're investigating a murder, and and you're like using your sweet tech, Bob, Batman technology, and you can like recreate the scenario, and you can just record, like re- rewind backwards and forward, and just watch this fight happen in front of you. Um, it's li- yeah, it's literally like right in front of you, like you're in the middle of the the, the, the fight, sequence, yeah. rather than and you look at the people move around. It's it's very cool being in the middle of that world it's it's pretty impressive and like it just like i started it up and you start up and you're on top of a building and you've got like arkham in front of arkham city in front of you and did you, you know, like signal, and you lean forward and you can look you can down lean over like, that railing whoa. and oh, it does give you a bit of vertigo doesn't it when you yeah. lean over the railing and look directly down it's like whoa sometimes <laughs> it made me a bit wobbly i actually fell over once because i was like whoa and i lost my balance because i was like i don't know what happened i fell over on the bed next to me i was like jesus that, that got me <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty impressive. The one funny thing I had, like the first intro, it has the you know the the Batman origin sto- uh, section where Batman's parents. Oh, that's from. so weird! It's because the giants—they look like Hagrid. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. For, like, for people, huge. yeah, yeah, for people that don't know, basically, it's the the it, like, everyone knows Batman's story. But you're in the alleyway where the parents are getting murdered. But you are little Batman. You're little Bruce Wayne. So you're basically playing this like eight year old kid, and everyone looks like giants because they're grown ups. It's so weird. It's like That's I'm weird. a grown up, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's real odd because like yeah, they'd be like the heads would be through my roof. Like <laughs> how huge they were. Um, it was it was very bizarre. Uh, that 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 feeling. Uh, your mum was just like huge, like. Mm. Um, the one, yeah, the was... one thing with the scale is brilliant. I don't. There's a there's a bit in it where I won't obviously say because if you haven't played it, who hasn't played it? But there are killer crocs in it, and Jesus, you don't realize how effing big that dude is until you yeah, fucking make... stood next to him. They make him big. But there's just some yeah. real cool touches. Like I was, I don't, I think it's going to play into the story later. But you start off, you first go in your Batcave, and you got your like Superman, Super Batman computer, like utter ridiculously huge thing like <laughs> yeah and you but you got your like control console and you can like test blood and there's like a bunch of people's blood there and you got like you can like fiddle with it and it's like it's like superman, oh, superman batman science kit mm. like, and you're like shaking it and you put it in like the little spinny medical device and then you test it and it's like it has traces of joker's blood and then you can pick up a needle and you can stab it into your own hand and draw your own blood like I know it's simple, but it was just really cool touch. Like, <laughs> did, yeah. did, was you getting the blood vials and throwing them at Alfred's head? I couldn't resist. I, was like, I, threw, <laughs> I threw a few things at Alfred because he kept, he wouldn't shut up as well. When you first get in, I was exploring like the yeah. mansion foyer area. He's like, "Sir, we need you down in the back cave." I'm like, "Go away, I'm exploring." <laughs> like, he just kept going, and then he like kept ringing the phone because then he went down, and then he was waiting for me down there, and then he kept ringing the phone. And I just ignored it um but yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a very cool experience uh and it works really well like it looks good uh and yeah just yeah the, and that's what i mean like those move controllers aren't perfect but they do work they, they do, do work, work yeah. Fine. yeah uh and it's great just being able to like grab your 
grapple hook gun. Yeah, thing. just from grapple off gun. of your hip in real yeah. life, and it's there. Yeah, and you know it's there. Um, I did have some a funny moment where I was kind of like trying to keep trying to pick stuff up and realize I still had my like forensic gun that you have in your left hand, <laughs> like still oh, holding yeah, you're it. Still <laughs> holding it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like trying to pick up. I'm like, oh, it's in my hand still. Um, so I don't <laughs> put it away. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, little puzzles. Did you? Uh, many little mini games i was real surprised about like i got a blinging trophy sound because there was like i went to a morgue and there was like you know those models of human like anatomy that doctors have they're really creepy you might pull out their brain and stuff yeah you could walk around the room and find parts of this this body and like put it back together and just it's great to have that they went to the effort of just putting little mini games in the in it like that um i thought that was a nice touch and it's funny to think batman like and investigating these murders and these like dead bodies and he's in there playing <laughs> anatomy 101 <laughs> have you did you go through and do any because i've done all of the the riddler stuff like i've got every riddler riddler thing there and that that was quite fun going through the game again and trying to find all them uh, i haven't got too far i've done like they say 40 minutes i've got to the sewers or something um and then i took a break Okay, yeah, see, that's the one thing I liked about Batman. It didn't give me any VR fatigue. I sat in that game for nearly four hours one night doing everything, and I was perfectly fine. Yeah, no, I felt felt, didn't find any problem. It's the first game, as I I mentioned earlier, I got my nerdy glasses, and I actually wore Mm. them inside, because what I I do find VR, my eyes get tired pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, you do get fatigued. So I actually wore my my anti-glare glasses in there, and it, it seemed to help with my eyes. I did start getting a bit of pressure from like it squeezing on my nose near the end, yeah. but I like it because the, the, there's less room in there now, but it did seem to help. So yeah, I'll cool. have to try it without the glasses, see if it really does make a difference or not. Try and do some science experiments. Do all yeah, the science. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Batman VR is very good. Excellent. I'm um, so, uh, yeah, I've said this many times. I'm very gutted. I had to get rid of that thing. I loved it. <laughs> God damn me, stupid head, making things, making me feel sick. Bah. Yeah, no good. Yeah, oh, you sucks. got the pro. Got the pro. I, I feel bad having it because it's like a real expensive kit just sitting there most of the time. <laughs> it makes you feel a little guilty having it. But it's it's good. I feel a lot much better after playing the Batman VR about it because mm. I yeah, can play that. And I'm excited to get Resident Evil just so I can have that option to play in, in VR. And to be honest, I don't yeah. think I'll play all of it in VR. What I'll no. probably do is just play certain parts of it as a as an experience. Apparently, it's easier in VR to play because obviously your aiming is via your head tracking, so shooting and aiming is a hell of a lot easier oh. than with the control pads. Apparently, yeah, makes the game points. a lot easier. So yeah, <laughs> making that making that game easier—that's always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else are we playing? Uh, more Alan Wake. That game is terrifying. Yeah. It's a good game. I love Alan Wake so much. It's so fun. Alan, Alan Wake really reminds me of like a Stephen King novel. It's such. Oh, it's a cool it's game. literally a Stephen King novel. Like, yeah. yeah, Stephen King has written the novel that's basically this. Like you type a bunch of X Files and Twin Peaks bullshit in a Stephen King yeah. novel, and you've got you've got Alan Wake with kind of a, yeah, a weird shooting mechanic. It, oh, I love that mechanic. I've talked about it briefly mm. before when I played the intro, and I and I, I jumped in at a game just so I can 
I was trying to I was trying to make a piece with my Xbox. I was mad at it after they cancelled Scalebound. So I, was trying, <laughs> I, I was trying to. We, we were working through our issues, and so I played some Alan Wake. Um, and that's for an old game. That's the sound design is phenomenal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I played a bit um, one night. I can't remember like the timing of it, but I played a little bit, and it was I. Um, I got to the cop, the police station, and met up with the. Um, your agent and he's a weirdo uh and then we go they, we get a call from the supposed kidnappers don't know really what's going on still and they want to meet at lover's peak at 12 o'clock and so we rent a cabin up in the mountains um and i left and i went i kind of just ran from there just left the building and went to like the next cabin it was like an abandoned cabin and then i turned it off and the checkpoint was you know like 30 seconds back up the trail so the next day i turned it on and i already been in the cabin and seen what was in there so i ran down went into this, the second cabin and instead of doing what I did the first time, just going around and pick up the items, I looked around and a dude walked past the window and I freaked because <laughs> I hadn't I'd been there before and hadn't seen it. And just mm-hmm. having been there once and then now seeing it, it's just like, just knowing that someone was there and you didn't know. And that is creepy as heck, man. That's so creepy. Um, yeah, and it, the sound design, the, the lighting is just is fantastic. Like you just walk, and this like the, the sound will get oppressive. Then like the visuals will get oppressive, and you just don't know what's coming. And then I love that you can see things like you're through the forest, like you can see just dudes like jumping off like ledges and then just gapping it. And you're like, where the heck is he going? And like, yeah. am I going to see that guy later? And it, yeah, the suspense is is, is real. And that this is what resident evil the originals were doing is that suspense and that that tension building is what's the scary part not the actual enemies when you see the enemies it's, it's fine because you can deal with it you, you can it's when you don't know where they're coming is what's the scary part and then later on this this trail you're going down this forest trail and you go into like a cave and it's the moonlit cave and and it's because when you get into like the actual center of the cave it's got a big hole in the top and the moon can shine through it whatnot and there's like an item there and i, I picked up one of the picked up the opened up the crate oh got it and then i start hearing footsteps on wood and i just i froze like i just didn't know what to do like it was so freaky just hearing these footsteps going dunk 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 and you can hear it was from above um and so obviously up further up the mountain above the this inlet and it's just i did yeah it was it was was really like unsettling like it was super unsettling yeah really good game yeah, that game has got the spooks. I oh, I love the atmosphere yeah. of that game. It's, oh, it, it, I think it was a it was a, gl- a glossed over hit to, in my eyes. Like a lot of people didn't give it the recognition which I feel it deserves. That oh, that well, game was good. That was a good game. Very good. Very, good. very, very um, good. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I've done too much talking. I've talked about a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a quick <clears throat> ten minute talk about Steins Gate fucking zero. Yeah, heard of it. Uh, right. Love my anime, love my manga, love that shit. Loved Steins Gate, the anime, like the original anime. Fucking brilliant, like the way they play with time it's it's basically a time travel uh thing and basically they create time travel out of a microwave and a phone and it's it's really <laughs> really cool but this this steins gate zero is basically it's a p 
playable novel. I don't know what they would call them. I can't remember what the name for them is, but it's basically a novel and you have a few different um, choices to make throughout the game. But it's basically a, it's an animated book, basically. And yeah, I was quite into it because this basically is set after the first one. If the end of the other one didn't go correct, if that makes any sense. I don't really want to go too deep into it for spoiler's sake. But uh, it's re- I was really, really enjoying it. I was I was into it, like, just really chill because I needed something sort of chill to play. And they're, yeah, great, great sort of really well written, really well drawn. The characters are great. And then all of a sudden, that really horrible thing that comes out of Japanese culture reared its head. I think Jeremy may have seen these when I posted these <laughs> up on my Twitter. Creeping <sighs> on them young girls in that game, dude. It was gross. Wait, it totally ruined it for me. After that, I had to send the game back. I couldn't deal with it. I was like, I can't, I can't be dealing with this. It's got to go back. Basically, there's this scene, and we're at a university, and... He's, uh, he's talking to her and this young girl comes over. Well, supposedly young girl. And she's like, well, I, I'm a lecturer. And he's like, oh, I don't know whether she's telling the truth or not. She could, I think she's lying because looking at her body, she, I can't tell. She looks like a, a young, very young teenage girl sort of thing. And she can't be a grown up. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Is it necessary? You could have just said, oh, she looks young. But he's going on about she doesn't have the right size bumps to be a grown up. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. But then the next one, it was she was like, here's my thing. Here's my ID to say that I'm the right age. And then the next line, he was like, oh, my friend would be here and he would be so happy because he would say, legal lolly for the win. And I was just. Oh man, it pissed me off. For anyone out there that doesn't know, a legal lolly is basically someone who looks prepubescent but is of legal sexual age. For fuck's sake. Yeah, that's creepy. Is that shit necessary? It's super fucking creepy. And I was just like, they've just completely ruined this for me because I was thoroughly enjoying it. And I was like, I can't be dealing with this now. I had to turn it off and I sent it back to my game rental service. Completely ruined it for me. I was just like, it's totally unnecessary. Totally just weird. I'm like, it's not needed. It's one of the, and people say, oh, it's cultural difference. I'm like, yeah, but it's still fucking weird. Nonetheless, (laughs) it ain't. Yeah. If it's cultural differences, then you would hope that the localization team would, would, you know, mm. alter that. And I know, I know that there's controversy around like localizing stuff and then <laughs> removing references to like panties yeah. or whatever. Like th- people are fucking ridiculous about this stuff. But like, hey, I'm sorry, you 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 live in a culture and you live in a world where, thankfully, you know, <laughs> you can't have, you can't have sexual relations with children. Like, <laughs> and also you shouldn't, <laughs> even <Yeah>. if you don't. <laughs> so like, I'm I, like, I, I just. I, I saw these images and I was like, oh no, there, there's just, there's just no way. And it's, I'm sure the game is interesting. Like people were talking about how great it was, like the the visual novel stuff, like the other stuff that this game was doing. But like, I remember Jala from uh, a few episodes mm. ago and the co-host of the level was like flipping tables about this game for very much the same reason. So. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Yep. It's it a is. damn shame because the Steins Gate stories were fucking brilliant. Like as I say, the anime didn't, do any of that horrible stuff and it was a great anime the story was fantastic and that's why i got this because i was such a fan of the anime but i can't as i say having 
sort of young kids myself and, and especially having a young daughter now soon to be oh and if anyone don't know my, my wife's due now and she's actually on the sofa at the moment having contractions but we can't go to the hospital so i'm not a terrible husband blame the english system <laughs> so yeah obviously gonna be having a daughter soon and this stuff kind of hits home more with me now especially with having kids and i'm just like nah none of that ruined the game for me and it's a damn shame because yes, i think it's i think it's something that needs to be kind of like we don't need that in around, in and around anymore. I don't think it's not necessary, and it ruined the game for me because I was very much looking forward to it. So, yeah, yeah very depressing, very sad. And then, as you say, it's, it's a couple of throwaway lines. They could have just translated it slightly differently, mm-hmm. or is it lost in translation that they've translated it in a creepier way that they didn't need to? Or well, I I, I think I think the le- legal lolly is a direct term from that culture i don't think it's a term that we okay. generally use outside of but sort of japan it's, it would have been easy to to that it could have been quite easily yeah they could have basically said oh yeah she doesn't look like a grown-up she she looks maybe a priest like not preschool like she looks high school <laughs> preschool but do you know what i mean oh she looks like yeah. she could be at high school and that would have done you know so exactly. but there you go shame 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 no name so yeah, I've been playing a other couple of things. Two two more Japanese games. We've got, obviously, I've been playing Neo and Resident Evil 7. We'll talk about Neo in a minute because I know... Vader, did you play this trial in the end? I, yes, I've played all three. I've played this one. I wasn't going to bother because I already sold on the game. But I played it just mm. to see if they'd changed the game because it sounded like it from the way you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll get into... Like, I'm going to play the wrong. <laughs> Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Anyway. But uh, I've been playing Resident Evil Seven. Uh, that game's fucking awesome. Like, I—if anyone knows me, I am a big, 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 big Resident Evil fan. Like, I wear a lot of Resident Evil clothes, hats, t-shirts. I fucking love Resident Evil. It was the first game that I ever got when my mum bought me a PlayStation One Christmas Day PlayStation One Resident Evil. I fucking love Resident Evil and I'd been down on Resident Evil like a lot of people had because obviously 4 was good I'm not on high as on Resident Evil 4 as everyone else seems to be because I still feel it was moving down that action shooter route if you know what I mean I still loved it it was still great still Resident Evil but 5 and 6 I really really didn't like them games because obviously that they they were really deep in the action shooters. I don't know whether you guys played five and six at all. Played five, um, but I haven't bothered with six. Mm. I um I played four and I I missed it on like the original releases or whatever. So I actually played four on the Wii for the first time. Same. Mm. And uh, best way to play, I think that that game is a blast on the Wii. Like being able to aim, like yep. and do headshots and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was was really really fun. Like it made me want Dead Space with the Wii remote. So. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd say the Wii version is generally the best version to play of Resident Evil Four. I was well, just, uh, yeah. I just, I happened to see today that a, a GIF of Resident Evil Six and uh, spoilers, I guess, for the end of Resident Evil Six, or maybe it was Five, where you literally have to uh, punch a boulder for the end boss. That, Do you guys remember five. that? Oh god, yeah, that's Five. Yeah. <laughs> punch uh, the boulder. Yeah, uh, Five and Six were bad games. Well, four was. Um... 
was such played so well that mm. uh, my wife who doesn't play games she i came home and she had turned it on because she'd watched me play wow. and thought it was fun and she she actually played a good chunk of resident Evil 4 that's the only game she's ever played wow good <laughs> game. since we've been married um yeah yeah so she it, it, it plays very well on the wii mm. so yeah five six terrible terrible games and obviously me I, I have a real serious love for this this franchise so i've been down and Coming up to Resident Evil 7, I'd been holding, trying to hold my expectations down because of obviously I didn't want to get burnt again. But coming into this game is everything that I wanted from a new Resident Evil. This game has atmosphere, it's tense, it's not stupid over the top. It's the that that house, the house that you're in, the Baker Mansion, is very, very reminiscent of the Spencer Mansion from number one. It's a bit smaller, but the way it's designed, the way it all loops around on each other, you have you end up with certain shortcuts. The game plays like Resident Evil 1 in first person. It's a fucking good game. Like, uh, they've, they've even managed to translate wonky tank shooting into first person shooting when you're playing with the controller because you stumble a lot and the characters move around and because he's he's just a dude he's not a soldier it's hard it, it, they make it a little bit hard to aim so it's tough that's why apparently in vr it's a lot easier because it's just precise head tracking shooting whereas if you're playing with the controller it does feel as if he's just like picked up a gun and he's just Mr. Joe Average trying to shoot. So it can be hard. And oh man, the atmosphere of this game is absolutely stunning. The, just the lighting. And it's a good looking game as well. It's a real good looking game. And it, it plays out, as I say, like number one, because you have a lot of locked doors that you need to get special keys for. Like, say, like where you used to get the shield key and the helmet key and things like that you get those types of keys now to open certain doors and there's certain bits you have to do and man it's a good game but 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 resident evil has never been a difficult game i feel it's always been just survival horror and as long as you manage your inventory correctly you shouldn't have an issue because the enemies aren't really... As long as you take the right tools with you, you shouldn't have an issue. Resident Evil 7 is a fucking hard game. Like, it's it's really hard. Like, I've had to start the game again on easy, and I'm still having trouble a little bit. I'm, I'm finding that enemies are still... Like, certain enemies, to kill them, it's like three bullets to the head will, will take them down. But on easy, it's still the same amount of bullets. So I don't know what moving to easy has actually done. <laughs> There'll probably be more <laughs> ammo around, that's my guess. Uh, well, because I, I, I played through that first section and I played through it again on easy, I've got the exact same amount and inventory as what I did before. It's the placebo effect. It's, placebo, it's Maybe it's just a fake easy. Just <sighs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know if it might be the, the speed the, the enemies move at, possibly. But I can't really see any difference between the easy and the normal so it feels like hard or fucking hard um and that, that was my point i've been having a bit of a meltdown over hard games this week really because really as you say that catches, really that, that's, yeah. that's a surprise cliff i would have thought that <laughs> yeah I had, I, you, you didn't let on at all 
<laughs> it like no normally I, people like find my tweets funny but i think i literally had a meltdown this week when it came to difficulty it's like when, when i want to challenge i go to games like dark souls bloodborne or i'll put a game on hard or like the equivalent of their hard difficulty if i fancy a challenge but for me when i play video games because I, I want video games to be fun and enjoyable. And to me, a challenge like that isn't enjoyable for me. I, I It really stresses me out. And I like my, I like to just be able to play a game and enjoy it. Um, I've got an, like, an, I'm not very good at video games because I have an issue. Like even when I'm talking, move things coming from my head to actions or to speech. Don't always go the way they should do they they take time to process and so sometimes i'm too slow so difficult games for me are even more difficult than joe average who who play who plays computers because obviously my reaction time's a hell of a lot slower da, da, da. so i turn to games like resident evil things like that and my fun games and to come into resident evil and have it be this hard was a bit of a kick in the balls to be fair <laughs> So I want to I want to I want to get on. into it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and for anybody that hasn't been following our Twitter, our big topic this week Ooh. is going to be the difficulty in video games, and I think this is going to blend us right into that main topic. And we have a bunch of responses from listeners too. But when you say that Resident Evil Seven is hard, is it just mm. specifically that the monsters are moving too fast, that they have too much HP, that they take too many bullets, like? What is it about it that, that like very specifically is, is like because like Dark Souls is hard, but it's it's a it's mm. a memorization game. Like as soon as you figure out the patterns, you can get through it. And that's what the same thing I've heard with Neo. Um, although I've granted with Neo, it's like okay, it took me seventeen times to learn the pattern, and then seventeen more to figure out how to avoid it, and now I can do it without yeah. getting hit. And I think that's its own thing of difficulty. But I've heard this a couple of times about Resident Evil Seven that it was harder than people thought. So I'm kind of like. Is it is it just that they move fast or like? I would say it's column A, B, and C. All it's of the above. All of the above. They they have the the main enemies you fight. It's, this isn't a spoiler. This is pretty much the start of the game. They're one of the first enemies you come across. They're called the Molded, and they're like these blob creature things. You would have seen them in sort of the trailers and stuff. But they have very erratic movements. They don't follow a move pattern. If you know, what I mean, they will walk slow until you say shoot them once in the head and then they will sprint at you really, really quick. And your character is slow as fucking assholes. Like it's like you move in molasses. <laughs> He's really, really slow. And these some of the enemies have super stretch attacks as well. So they could be quite a way away from you and they can bang. They can get you with that. And a lot of the time the movement is unexpected. And also, like, that they, they've, as you say, they have a higher, if you have to get headshots with enemies, if you're shooting the body, so say if an enemy's, it's three headshots to kill an enemy, which also they put their arms up to block their face as well. They have defensive maneuvers, so it makes things really hard that way. But three headshots, you can get one down. That's if you can get the headshots, because they don't just move about, they, they move their necks as well and bend their heads back and left and right. So they're because they're globby, they move around a lot, and it's it's difficult to get those headshots. And if you're shooting them in the body, you're looking at maybe ten bullets. So it's it's considerable difference. And when you've got three or four of them dudes up on you, and you're you've only you've got minimal bullets anyway because obviously survival horror, and you're trying to 
conserve what ammo you have and trying to manage your inventory it's they're hard they're, and they're yeah they're hard they those enemies are a fucking pain in the ass is it <laughs> like typically in a survival horror game if i came across three enemies that were taking like three to five bullets even up to ten mm-hmm. bullets like this like if i was going into a mob like that in that type of game, I would probably think like, oh, I'm supposed to run away from this encounter or I'm supposed to run past it. Does the game give you the ability to like run past people and like, I don't know, barricade a door and then like regroup? And Or like, is there any kind of right. environmental stuff that you can do? Like, is there a way to like shove their head into a toilet and give them a swirly, which takes off the 50% <laughs> HP or? This, this is the fucker. Because you are in a mansion, there's a lot of tight corridors. Resident Evil, the older games, you had a lot of movement space to be able to run past your enemies and get past them. Well, in these the game, games, wasn't it, it was. It yeah. When you get once you start playing it, Vader, you see. What I mean, a lot of the encounters are in tight corridors, so you either have the choice of shooting or spinning around one eighty and running the other fucking way. But a lot of the time, you need to be going down that way, so you have no option but to go through them. And a lot of the time, you it's you can't get past them because if there's one in a hallway, you might be able to get past him. If there's two, no chance. You're stuffed, and they hit like trucks as well. A few, two, maybe three hits, and you're probably dead. So, yeah. Are the green herbs back? Yes. Good. Yeah, there's green herbs, but you don't really <laughs> want to use them. You don't want to use them; they're very weak. Uh, yeah, there's a, it's a new mechanic with the, the medicines. Once again, not a spoiler, you, you get green herbs are basically your basis and you get what they call chem bags and you mix them together to create a first aid liquid, which does a lot better healing. You you don't really want to use green herbs. They, they very, I, I don't want to say too much because it's story driven. So, but yeah, you're better off using the uh, the liquid stuff you can create. The green herbs don't really do a lot, but they are the basis of you creating your your first aid. Same goes you can or you can craft bullets with the chem powder, the chem liquid and gunpowder. But you can also uh, create enhanced bullets and enhanced medicine with okay. powered up chem bags, basically. But yeah, they're a fucker, and the, the moulded's as well, because sometimes they're a lot stronger than normal. Like, sometimes you'll see them, and they have, they'll have a mutation. You can tell, right, okay, he's stronger than a regular enemy, because I can tell by looking at him. But sometimes they'll look identical to the weaker enemies, but they'll be a powered one. So I have to do six headshots, maybe 15 bullets to the body, and you don't tell, you don't know, so you go, bang, 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 go for the three headshots. You're like, why well, he dead? Shit. I've now blocked myself because you sometimes you can't tell the difference. They look the same. So that can bugger up your strategy sometimes. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, 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 it's resident evil, but at the same time, it's not resident evil. They've taken away some of those little small things that I appreciate with resident evil. Like, as you say, I used to be able to run through resident evil one and two without generally killing any enemies. I could run past pretty much everything because they normally gave you enough room to scutter past everything, but the, this mansion's quite a quite an enclosed space. See, now those enemies suck, but the main enemy, the Baker families that stalk around the mansion by themselves, like they have their own patrol areas, and you can, it's very, very the sound design is very, very, very good. Like, you'll be walking through, and you can hear the footsteps on the floor above you, 
and they'll be like, hey, he, like Jack, the mate, the dad. He's like, I can hear you, boy. And he's like, dum, 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 like you can hear him walking. You're like, oh shit, he's coming down the stairs. I got, a, I got a book for it. Those enemies, the Baker family, fucking awesome. They are so good, so fair. You know they're, ugh. but you can hear them coming. You know what they're doing. They have, they have sort of movements, and the way they move is predictable. And you can, you can get a strategy with them, and it's like a game of sort of tug and war with them. But the moulded enemies, they they suck. They yeah, so, they're uh, cool, the but they suck. The Baker family enemies are they like alien aliens isolation that you don't you're not killing them you're avoiding them or can you kill them one by one? Well, you have boss fights. That's all I'll say. But yeah. during general gameplay, you it's up to you whether you stand and fight or fucking run away. Interesting. You you, you can fight. But you, you, you may want to reserve your ammo for other enemies. But it depends on how they get you. Because sometimes it, he'll, you'll be in a room and he'll sneak up and open a door. And you're like, shit, I'm stuck in this room now. I don't have a choice. I'm going to have to fight or try and duck around. The, the AI on those, the Baker family is fantastic. And the, 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 the voice acting and the characterization of the Baker family is awesome. They are great. If you like your Texas Chainsaw Massacres, your Wrong Turn, those kinds of, like the sort of, I call them hillbilly horrors, they are perfect. So good. And the design of the house as well, The I think it's in, I think it's Louisiana, I think it is. But you, you know, you're sort house, of. It? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's my house. It's my family. You guys, now, now everybody knows me. <laughs> Does it ever tell you what town they're in? Just out of my own morbid curiosity. I uh, it may I'll just, have... I'll just look it up when you talk when you guys talk. So. Yeah, it, it, I may have, but I, de- I just know that it's Louisiana and it's a run-down big ass mansion. And yeah, yeah, it is pretty much that sort of area, I think. But it's a beautiful game, and oh, it's it's a fictional city of Dolby, Louisiana. Oh, there you go. Oh, so it's fictional. Okay, very very cool though. Uh, yeah. Everything about that game, every single little thing I've enjoyed, apart from the difficulty when it comes to fighting the molded, they're a fucking pain in the ass, and they they were making oh, and the first boss did do my nutting as well because it it doesn't really telegraph what you're supposed to be doing properly, so it's kind of just guesswork. And he was killing me. He, <laughs> I, Josh, I I just tell you by the way, you're out there. I wanted to strangle you the other day. <laughs> the other day I was talking about it and I was like, oh, this guy keeps killing me. He's killing me. Josh was like, I've done him first go. He didn't even touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like rubbing salt into my wounds over it. Well, just to, just, <laughs> just to chime in, because I was, I was going to bring this up later, but uh, as we've been talking, we've been getting some more tweets from the, uh, from the, from our Twitter account from people. Mm. And uh, uh, Darth Shinobi sent a, sent a tweet in that said um, how hard Miko Lash was and to add him to our, our list of things that are too hard. Miko Lash from uh, Bloodborne. Mm. And uh, our good friend of the show, Nikki, um, <laughs> chimed in and said, Miko Lash can go suck an old one tentacle and hecking die. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Josh, good old Josh, comes in and says, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I, I had no problem with him. <laughs> so this is like, Josh is like, as much as he may not want to, I think he's actually that guy, Gal. <laughs> I think he's that guy. I, I was saying the other day, I think he's possibly a, a PlayStation ninja and doesn't even realize doesn't it. Doesn't even understand it. Yeah, I, I get that. <clears throat> 
dear. Yeah, so that boss was driving me nuts. But I was watching a professional streamer that I watched, uh, Fighting Cowboy. He does a lot of Dark Souls stuff, and he was struggling with these enemies and the bosses as well. So it did make me feel a bit better. I was like, okay, it's not just me then. And obviously speaking to more and more people, it does seem it's not just me. It is a lot harder than Resident Evil as we know it. And I, I it, that led me to think, this is what led me to bring up the topic. Are developers making games difficult for the sake of it because they want... Because being difficult, i.e. Dark Souls, is the new in thing. Short answer, I'd say probably uh, not always. Not always. I, I I have a hard time believing that for for like most games, but you look at something mm. like Neo, and um, my my experience with Neo from the alpha was like I played a little bit of this and I hated it, like I hated everything about it. So I skipped the beta, and then when this last chance demo came out, I, I you know I fired it up and I streamed it. Like uh, me and Brian Wade, Brian Wade watched me, and me yeah. and Brian Wade like hung out and, and watched it and played it a little bit, and um. It was it's it's fine for what it is. Like I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I think it's it's entirely too cluttered, and I think they they are leaning. I, I think here here's the issue: is Dark Souls was never a boss to the wall, super hard game. Like that was more of a marketing mm-hmm. and more of a reputation thing. Yeah. As as Dark Souls gained in popularity, the marketing has kind of infected the gameplay a little bit. So. Like, you know, Artorias didn't have a 14-hit combo, but um, what's-her-name at the end of the DLC? Sister Freed does. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, th- and I think those are... I think it's slowly becoming that. Games like Neo, it makes me look at it and go like, okay, like, would this be the same game if it was, like, tuned down, or do I just need to learn how to do it? And the the fine balance there is Dark Souls created an environment and gave me enough stuff to do in that environment that I was interested in learning how to do it to overcome the difficulty I was having with even just the mob enemies mm. or the bosses. Neo, on the other hand, like there's so much stuff coming at me. And I said this on Twitter too. Like, I feel like I've only, I've only played it for about an hour and then quit because I felt like, okay, if I keep playing this, I'm going to end up hating it. I'm going to go on a Twitter rant and then, you know, I'm going to have to go apologize on a podcast. I'm kidding. Cliff, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> if I kept playing, I would just get frustrated. Right. And if that full, mm. if the full game is actually going to pull me into that with a little bit more finesse, if it's going to like tutorialize me a little bit better so that by the time, like I, I doubt the full game will open with you having all four stances, right? Like they're probably going to make you have two of those stances before you get unlock the other two or what have you. And I think that would be a much better way to learn how to play that game. So I, I really feel like Neo is something that if you, for me personally, every, nothing that was there wanted me to make made me want to play it. After getting killed by like the same mob dude three or four times, and then waking up and not having enough arrows to snipe the one guy. So then now I'm having to fight two guys at the same time and whoops, I accidentally hit like a pixel over the edge. So now I just drowned in water and you died and all that stuff. Like I just, I was like, yeah, I'll just play the full game when it comes out. I have a hard time believing that developers don't want people to play their game though. I feel like, I feel like when developers make games that are hard, like they're going for specific people or they're trying to like make the player feel a certain thing or do a certain thing with Mm. the tools. That's how Neo feels to me. Like it doesn't feel like they ratcheted up the difficulty so much as they like want you to actually deeply learn those systems. 
which is a terrible fucking idea for a demo. <laughs> like if anything, like you want all of your enemies in your demo ratcheted down so that you get, so that people can play and kind of experiment and, and not lose over and over again so that they want to play the game. So I, I don't think that developers are going out of their way to do it, but I, I feel like in, and maybe this is just me getting old and cliff. I think you're about my age too. Like maybe at this point we're just like, I don't have time for this bullshit anymore, right? Like maybe this stuff that's there in the Possibly, game to make yeah. me want to learn it, like is it just doesn't exist for me anymore. I think I think the issue is with me, like you say, obviously these games want you to learn their systems. But what if you're in my position and you don't have the ability to be able to cope with all those systems? Do you think that most video games should possibly put in an option for someone who has less skill like me to be able to play the game because i'm really really wanting to play neo and i love neo but i can't get my brain can't get around all the systems in one go and it's just too much for my for me to cope with mentally like i can't keep track of everything and that makes the game too hard for me do you think um do you think it is a situation where you can't cope with the systems or do you think that Absolutely demo, is, demo yeah. is just a terrible place to introduce you no, to no. say 15 systems at the same time? No, I honestly just uh, cuz I got through the the main demo, I got up to the 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 main boss, not the secret boss, the main boss of the demo. And I got through the main area okay because I was able to get through that area without having to worry about stagger and key pulse. But the boss absolutely was necessary that i knew how to do get use key pulse properly and not get staggered because obviously the boss can kill you in one or two hits so i wasn't able to cope because that's why i can cope with dark souls because i have to manage my stamina and my dodges but if my stamina runs out i can still move so i'm still able to move left and right and i can kind of back up whatever but obviously in Neo, when you stagger, you you stand still. And this is, uh, I really struggle with that mechanic because I tried playing Let It Die the other day as well. And that also has that stagger mechanic. And I really struggled with that as well and couldn't play it because it's a lot, for, it's too much for my, my head to take in. So it's definitely a thing of I can't cope with all the systems. It's too much for my brain to 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 deal with, basically. Well, let's let's so, switch over a little bit yeah, because because Vader, you you had a great yeah, time with this demo, and mm. like you you were all in on the game. So I'm kind of interested in, in what your take is specifically on Neo, and then just in general with yeah. the question. Um, well, yeah, see, I didn't have any trouble with this demo because I've played the previous two, so I was well um, acquainted with with the the gameplay and the style. Um, it, it's a if it was. If there were less mechanics and there was less less weighted the the fighting, it would just be Dynasty Warriors and it'd just be an action game. People may cry, um, and that's not what they're going for. They're going for a true samurai experience because that's this is how the fighting works when you're when you're fighting with these these type of swords. It's you die or you in, in the first few seconds or you kill in the first few seconds. It's supposed to be. Um, very brutal um these swords take off limbs easy <laughs> um, mm. and so i like that the way the fighting works is that it's 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 like a dance with your opponent in this game uh you're you're watching them uh you're, you're moving against them uh countering their movement and then you're striking at the right time um 
so as I said, I didn't have any problem with this one. I maybe died once or twice. I didn't play for too long, so I only downloaded it just before it ended, uh, just to see if they'd made some huge changes and see what Cliff was talking about. Hmm. Um, and this is, a, um, yeah, so I didn't have any problem because I'd already learned these mechanics. Uh, there, is a, there is a lot to learn in this game. There is a little, there's a lot of variety in the character you can build. Um, and which is which is interesting and i'm keen to, to play with that um in general i think difficulty is interesting i think epic name bro talked quite a bit about this um in discussions <clears throat> and jim jim sterling mm. about um over franchise life life cycles uh difficulty by default needs to change this, this is remembering from like a year or two ago mm. and as i was trying to allude i was alluding to this at the beginning of the podcast is as a community we are better at dark souls than we were when we first played it yeah so it's as a developer they also need to counter that because i don't I'm not saying they did it right but if if dark Souls the new the dark souls 3 was exactly the same as dark souls 1 and and the mechanics of the enemies and whatnot we would breeze through it too quickly so they have to throw in things. I'm not saying they chose the right thing to do that by making bosses with huge um, uh, combos, but I can see why they're doing it. Uh, I think, I can't remember if it was Epic Name Bro or actually it might have been him who talked about it. He was actually referencing an article and someone discussed the Call of Duty franchise. Is that the games aren't any easier. In fact, they're probably harder, but we get people get through them quicker because they're better at the first person. They know how the game works. So they can adapt to it easier and quicker um yeah and so i think as and then you look at it as not just franchise you look at it as as gaming in general we've all been playing games for a long time now so <coughs> we're getting better at all games to some extent and so game developers are having to throw in these extra things to slow us down <laughs> because we're just destroying these games whereas if you chuck in someone who doesn't play games in a, cu a current game they find it way too hard because there's too much to deal with um so and 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 when it comes to bottom line difficulty is subjective um mm. josh has no problem with difficulty <laughs> It seems, seems that yeah he he that he's super ninja man and he just like he, he, every game's a breeze for that boy god damn you josh i hate you i hate you so much i don't i love you but yeah so i don't know with the, the neo it, it was hard like there is it, it is very hard to deal with like um when i first played the original beta it was a lot harder than i have had with the experience this last weekend but they've also tweaked the game a little bit um yeah. So do I, I, do I do do you think then that possibly if say with Neo, Dark Souls, whatever, there could be when you turn it offline, there could be an option for players like me to enjoy that game without that insane difficulty that make can make things different difficult. Do you do because because I mean I I personally feel that everyone should have a chance to play all games, not just because like I've got a lot of friends who would love to play Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but they won't be able to, and they've said it's just it would be too hard for me if there was an easy mode I could get in and enjoy the game. But I but, mean, I, and I don't know how this is going to work in Neo, but in Dark Souls and 
in every Dark Souls game in Bloodborne, there is an easy mode, and it's literally summoning help. Like you can you can bring two other guys in there that will literally like chew through mobs for you and get you to the boss. <laughs> you can, and beat, and beat you your... can do that in Neo. Well, you can do that in Neo. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't looked at any of the multiplayer stuff yeah. besides like, hey, I accidentally summoned a dude's like ghost or whatever, and I was like, ah, then just quit. Like I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah um see my experience the first the beta i beat the boss by myself the second the the demo was the same areas um and i i actually someone helped us just try it and because the boss was hard the bosses were very hard and it makes the boss a lot easier um, mm. but the the person's the one of the person per, person i summoned in was very um over that lot they were clearly a lot more powerful than i was and mm-hmm. so they had been grinding obviously a lot more than i had mm-hmm. uh so there's room for that so there there is room for assistance in this game um which which is pretty cool and it is very very japanese rpg in the sense there are spreadsheets behind the game even more so than dark souls yeah, there are so many different so. uh and as i said there are different ways and i think as jeremy mentioned in the actual game you're going to start and there's going to be a bit more of a progression to it um and, well, and, and well, to, to the to the I, point. I think, sorry, I, I'm to the point. Like I'm still going. Uh, this game is on my rental list. It is coming on the eighth of February. I'm still going to try and play it because I do enjoy this game. I just wish that there was an option. The main thing that I struggled with the most, the two things, was having to rely on the key pulse because I found that really difficult. My brain just couldn't concentrate on fighting and doing that. And like when, when I was fighting the boss, like she'd hit me once and all my stamina would go and it put me into a stagger and then they'd hit me again and I'm dead. And that happened over and over again. And it must've happened to me about 40 times. And then I uninstalled the demo. Yeah. I, I don't actually fight that this boss. Um, so I don't, I don't mm. know that one. Um, Cause you mentioned the unbalancedness in your rants <laughs> and what mm. I like in, in this game, they're actually the enemies have the same weaknesses you do like you they hmm. you can stagger them and they do the same thing whereas i think it's saying that from dark souls does suffer with the enemies don't seem to stagger how you stagger or don't seem to have the same yeah. stamina restrictions which in this I, I, they, they do which is i think is really cool and so this yeah. this was my issue the normal enemies had yeah. stagger but the boss you saw their boss the, the boss's stamina me it was running out and not staggering at all just plowing through it and i spoke to I can't remember if it was uh, Shinobi or Steve. So I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to them and they basically said the same thing that they noticed that they had like an infinite stamina going on. And I, that, I saw that as massively unfair. And, and well, maybe, just with the mobs, because be. like even the mobs that I fought, like they had like a, a stamina bar underneath their HP bar. They would run out and like, if they ran out, I could run over and like do something like. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. The standard enemies, they they would stagger, and I could take advantage of that. But the boss was running out of stamina, and then just continued to fight with the bar gone. And I'm like, oh well, that's that, fucking bullshit. That could be a glitch with that boss. I don't know. I know there's some of the other bosses both, in the other bo- demos. Both of the bosses did in this game. Like there was another superpower mega boss that would yep. kill every. Ah, oh, that boss. Uh, I'm glad I didn't fight that boss. <laughs> Jeez, um, it's ridiculous. Uh, if I vaguely remember on the, the previous demo, is that that you got this this stamina bar and that's how you do critical damage you do more damage yeah when they've got their bar down um i don't know yeah it could be something they might need a tweak um but yeah it's 
difficult, interesting. So that you look at games that do have the easy, normal, and hard modes, and sometimes mm. that that stuff is just just that makes the game completely unbalanced in itself. Like you go hard, and it's just it's it's nearly impossible because enemies just know where you are constantly. They have mm. <laughs> yeah, and it just gets ridiculous. So I can understand that's it's a hard one to balance when you have the list of different modes. Um, See, yeah. That's the thing, because I like. See, I am that guy that likes to put a game on easy to the point where I don't even have to think about what I'm playing. I can just play and not have to worry about dying. That to me is enjoyment of a video game. Because I play. I've said. I said this on DGUS when I was talking to you, Jeremy. Games to me, it, I enjoy. Obviously, atmosphere, aesthetic, story. That is what brings me into the game character story aesthetic the actual mechanics of a game can be absolute dog turd and i can still enjoy it prime example last guardian that game played like utter toilet but i loved it because i enjoyed playing it and that story really drew me in and i just wish i had a option because i'm not very good at video games and this is a fact i've i've been playing video games my whole life but i'm not very good at them I just wish I had the option to be able to say, right, okay, that's fine. Everyone can have their challenge, but I'd like to be able to play this game and just enjoy a a playthrough and not have to worry about punching my own self in the face every time I played the game. If anything, I think that over the last, like, I don't know, let's say five years, maybe 10 years, I think that developers Hmm. have gone out of their way to cater to gamers like yourself that don't want that crushing difficulty in their games like yeah mass effect introduced story mode or whatever like where you could go through with minimal combat experiences yeah. um the witcher 3 and i really really like the witcher 3 i think the combat is absolutely dog shit in the witcher 3 and I enjoy uh, that uh, game yeah. immensely mm-hmm. once i ramp the combat stuff down to to you yeah. know like baby mode or, or whatever so i mean do you think that and, and I'm not. I don't want to call you out, Cliff, because I don't want to get like argumentative no, cool. or anything. But um, cool. like, do you think that um, getting frustrated at a at a game's demo is 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 <laughs> valuable? Like, has it there, you have no idea what kind of like uh, difficulty modes or sliders or game options are going to be in the full version? And I, looking through some of your responses to your Resident Evil Seven rant, like I agree. You should be able to change the difficulty in a game on the fly at any time. Mm. If that affects yeah, that, your trophies, like yeah. so be it. Like that, that's fine. Like if that's going to turn off trophy mode or whatever, like that's whatever. It doesn't matter to me. And it sucks that you had to start over and then like get back to where you were. I, I yeah. agree with that. But like, if games have easy modes and they have difficulty mode, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I, I feel like that solves the problem and to to a large degree. I and it, yeah. and it does suck that people are out there like. I, Bloodborne looks like something I want to play, but I, I just know I never will be able to. Like, I, I hear that, and I'm, I kind of like shake my head a little bit. Like, I'm, by no means am I like a like a hardcore gamer or anything. Like, I, again, I've barely played a video game besides some dumb farming video game in the last six months. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm definitely not a hardcore gamer. But it seems like if they, if you, if somebody really wants to do something, then they'll sit down and like devote the time to yeah. learn how to do it. And it's not like Bloodborne is a punishing game, and it, you know you can argue that some of the bosses are like have way too much HP or whatever. But by the time you're that far to even know to complain about that, like you've already you've gotten good enough to learn how to do all that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I have yeah. a, 
I, I guess I don't really know what my point is. Mm. I feel I feel like game developers are listening to people that like, hey, we're quote unquote casual, or hey, we don't want it to bash our head against a boss that has seven million HP. <laughs> we, we just want to kind of roll through the story and have sex with an alien, a la you know Mass Effect. I, I think I think everyone's point is. Cliff needs to stop being a whiny bitch. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. We actually well, had, um, we had several people write to our Twitter account and say that they love it when you go off on Twitter rants. So <laughs> I, I'm definitely not saying that. <laughs> why we have a following. Because um, you commented earlier, Cliff, that, you know, mm. you bunch of play every game. And I get, I get that because it's a shame if you can't play a game because it doesn't fit right. But at the same time, if every game became... Average. available for we, every person yeah we we would lose some of the charm or the the, the magic of what what individuals like like we'd just get a, a beige everything every game would be beige like it would just be like <laughs> a non you know we we could lose some of our, um this creativity because they're trying to cater too much and i think that's what's happened with a lot of good franchises is they're trying to cater too much to everybody to attract a bigger market um it happened to Final Fantasy, like they were trying to attract to a, a different market and they lost some of their original charm. Um, although 15 has somewhat brought it back. They're doing well with that. But, and I, I worry with difficulty to do the same. I'm, I've always just done normal with my games, but I remember playing uh, Rage. Um, it was, I thought it was actually quite a good game. It was a little short, but it didn't seem to do that well. Um, I, I chucked it on hard because I figured, well, I might as well try and get the hard trophy at the same time as getting the normal yeah. trophy. And I just changed my gameplay style and I did it, finished the game. Um, what I did to myself is, because you could upgrade your armor, I would not upgrade. I'd wait to upgrade my armor as late as possible. So it forced me to be careful. Um, whereas, and so I think they actually did their difficulty settings quite well. Whereas I find most other games, you go on hard, like Uncharted, I tried doing it on like the ultra hard to get the platinum. Oof. And it's absurd. <laughs> it's absurd, the difficulty um did i talk about that with and, titanfall 2 on this podcast because when i finished titanfall 2 like um, i had that urge like i'm gonna go beat it on master mode and it turned it into like a oh i can barely pop my head out above cover and i need to snipe everything across the map or else i'm going to die immediately like game like it was not fun for me at all so i just stopped doing it well exactly and i, I worry there yeah, with with scaling um actually talking about difficulty the other game i played i finally got around to chucking on that dishonor 2 last night i won't talk about it. it's a good game but i've only played the first like hour um you start the game they've got your easy uh normal hard extra hard and then a custom difficulty setting mode which is very cool and there's something like just had a quick look at it and there's like 12 plus sliders that you can fiddle with to create the style of game you want yeah it's really really good um and wow, that, that's, cool. that's interesting and i've never seen that really in a game before where you can actually create the enemies how you want them to react so if you want to do ultra sneaky mode you can but if they see you they're not that tough they're not going to kill you in one shot um but they might see you easy like yeah that's it's really cool um yeah bottom line i think difficulty is subjective it's what you put the time into and what you're willing to put up with um yeah I understand yeah. what it is a hard game, but I think if it was a hack and slash Devil May Cry action game, it would I would just not be interested in it. Um, I like the I like that it's got a weighted uh, combat. Yeah, it'll, it's, that, it's that, that, that's that's that, that's what I mean though. Like obviously, if you had that 
And then I had the option to play it my way. And you could still enjoy Neo as it is now. And I could go, right, I fucking hate the key pulse. I hate that. Put it on easy. That gets rid of that and makes it more like Dark Souls. Would that affect your oh, no, enjoyment no, of fine. the game? No, no, that's fine. Mm. And that's the whole thing about um, Star Fox. And they had the easy mode for kids to play. And people had a big hissy fit. The internet would <clears> not <throat> like it. <laughs> but mm. The internet's idiots. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just guess that then yeah. the developers creating two... Have it, it's almost two games they're creating. Yeah. Um, Anybody, I mean, do you guys have like, like, let, let's say this before we get into, um, feedback into, into the actual feedback. Like mm. what is the hardest game that you've never played? In other words, what it was a game that was so difficult that you like, it, you had the full thing and then you, you just like could not get into it. Like even, maybe even something that you bought or rented or whatever, like then you played it and you were like, Oh fuck this. I can't, I can't possibly. Life is strange. <laughs> oh, oh, Vader just got edited out of the podcast, everybody. Shots <laughs> fired. Um, no, well, that's the thing. I can't actually think of a game that was just, this is stupid hard. Um, like, I've been thinking, while we've been talking, I've I know been what mine about, is. Uh, playing Aladdin on the Mega Drive way back, um, mm. or Sega. Um, and I finished that game. The last boss was ridiculous. Like you, you're on the magic carpet, flying over lava. You had to, had to collect every single apple on the run up to the boss, and then you had to hit the boss with ev- all. I think it was fifty that you could carry. I think it was from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to hit the boss with every apple to win that boss. You to beat that game, you couldn't miss once. So you had to, and it was very hard to get all fifty apples. Um, cause I actually did it and got like 49. It was one that was real hard to get to. And I got the 49 and got through all like, I think it was like three stages of the boss and then through the last apple and it didn't do anything and I couldn't hurt, hurt the boss anymore. Um, and I just had to die. Like there was no, there's no option. There was no, I could not physically beat that boss, even though I had done everything to get there except miss one apple. So I had to redo it and I had to get 50 apples and then I had to hit every single time. Uh, and that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whereas games don't do stuff like that anymore. Uh, it's a different kind of difficulty. Um, True. Which is Cliff. Yeah. For me, it absolutely, without a doubt, Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the Super NES. Without a foul, that game was fucking tough. <laughs> Which game was it? I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ghouls and Ghosts is a good game. But it's those old games. It's the difficulty is done differently. They're very much done way different than it is now. Like, we don't get Man. games that are just rock-hard walls anymore. Yeah, they were hard. Zelda 2. Jeez Louise. Yeah, it was interesting hearing, uh, like, watching Patty go through that for um, whatever article series he was doing. Mm. And um, getting to, you know, Zelda 2 and saying, like, yeah, if this didn't have save states, I would not have fucked with it. And I, I remember... I remember like suffering through all of the deaths and everything to get to the end of that game and still feeling like I had no control over what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how anyone would beat that game without save states. That's just beyond me. Yeah, there's there's some old games. Like I remember playing <clears throat> the uh Friday the thirteenth game. I think it was on I think it had to be on Nintendo, um, that was like 
I, I just and I have no idea how like I would just die instantly. Like I had no clue how to how to get anywhere in it. And then like hearing later that like there was all of this stuff that you had to find and do, like like how the fuck were you supposed to know that? I just died all the time. Like I was probably a little too young to be playing that game at the time, but you know, I love Friday thirteenth. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um by the way, Cliff, this is apropos of nothing. I found a really good horror movie podcast for you. Oh, Brad. It's called the Horror, like all spelled out bull podcast, like horror bull podcast. Go check it out. Cool. I will indeed. Sounds good. I'm sitting here I trying to think horror. of my hardest game, and I, man, I'm I'm having a hard time coming are, up with one. Are like, you going to be that guy? I, I'm going to be the guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I beat everything that I play, man. Because <laughs> usually mm. I get usually it's not difficulty that wears me out with games; it's boredom. Like I get mm-hmm. I get bored by games way faster than I get like run up against a brick wall with them. Um, but like I remember, and <laughs> this is gonna be funny. But like I remember getting to the second or third boss in Lords of the Fallen, and just like I was already pretty bored by that time. But then like this series of like uninterruptible attacks and weird like I can't roll out of these. I can't, I don't have enough iframes to dodge these attacks. And also, oh, you're summoning like ads into the fight with you, so now I have to take care of these dogs. And oh, you're teleporting across the rink and like all of this other stuff. I'm probably over exaggerating that. So the Lords of the Fallen fan out there, Richard, like you don't have to you don't have to write in and correct me or anything. So I, I know how it works. But yeah, that's probably the last one that I got like frustrated with about difficulty. Well, see, yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff with that game, and it was I got immensely frustrated um, with with that with some of the bosses. But it was like some of the bosses looked like they were floating, even though they're supposed to be on the ground. So you couldn't work out the spacing between you and them, so you could yeah. never hit it. And then, uh, and that's not really difficulty. Uh, that's that's more like um, just like bad game design. <laughs> Keep an eye out, yeah. by the way. In the next in the next like month or two. Uh, I I looked around for a guest for Don't Give Up Skeleton for that doesn't like the Souls games and um he this dude came on and uh like just talked a whole bunch of sugar for about Lords of the Fallen for like a good twenty minutes about how much better they were than Dark Souls so keep an was eye out Richard? for that one was it I was going to say was it Richard by <laughs> no 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 Richard I, can, I still can't tell if if Revitar is trolling us or not with all of that Lords of the Fallen stuff like he's he's leaning into it real hard if he doesn't believe it so I'm thinking he just actually believes it well to be fair I, in the end of it it was still an okay game it played reasonably well. It Look, we don't we don't need anybody defending Lords of the Fall Invader. <laughs> we don't need that. Fine. <laughs> anyway, game difficulty. Uh, well, yeah. why don't um, uh, Vader? Why don't you feedback. take our, our first feedback? I did mark them out, but yeah, go on. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. Oh, you did. You okay, did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I did. Awesome. Well, I'll take the first one then. Look at you. <laughs> this is from our good buddy Stephen Veyu at From Soft Junkie, uh, my my pod brother from another pod mother. He says. For the discussion on difficulty, as much as I love the Soulsborne series, I find myself averse to difficulty in games. I think this has a lot to do with the tendency to make things hard simply for the sake of it. The upcoming Neo seems to be suffering a bit from this in that, despite its great aesthetic and fun weapon diversity and variety, I can't help but think the game would be more fun without a stamina meter to manage and such limited healing items, as well as the other things it seems to be beholden to from the Soul series. Obviously, I've only played the available demos, but that read has been consistent across all of them. Difficulty only really works for me when this game being smarter than at, smarter than as opposed to it being stronger than me. Cranking up numbers to create challenge like Destiny strikes me, mm. someone with zero mm-hmm. experience in game development, as lazy and unimaginative. Whereas having a devious AI like Bloodborne or Resident <laughs> Evil 7 that I have to utilize a verb set to outmaneuver, outsmart, or outlast is far more entertaining and impressive. In summary, just play Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> he summed it up really well. 
Um, yeah. And it's, there's two, there is different types of difficulty. Just the Definitely. number increase is a crappy version of difficulty increase. Um, yes. And shooters do that a lot. Yeah. I, I totally agree with him about Destiny. They they do do that by just cranking up the HP and it just becomes utter bullshit. And yeah, that drives me nanas. Yeah. Cool. Vader. Mad one and Neo uh, Neo Loki fifty five. Uh, difficulty is subjective, Deter- determined by player skill and style, character build and game mechanics. Also, one could have a bad day with off timing. <laughs> this, this is true. This is a good point. Yeah. Like, we we didn't really bring this up, but like there is something to, to be said about like just taking a like either an hour or two or even a day break from a game and like coming at it fresh because. I've gotten to the points in, in Souls games before where like I'm just bashing my head against a, a brick wall of a boss knowing that I should be able to do it but not being able to pull it off and then take a break from it, come back, and literally beat it on the first shot. Yep. I did this on stream uh, the other day. Like I, I've been fighting hmm. – I was fighting Orphan of Kaz with my Rakuyo build for like – I fought it 50 times and was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go back to it randomly and stream it and then beat it the very first time. Like that's impossible. Like uh, – anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Next one is from our good friend Kay at Humanity Upgrade, who really, really wants to come on and talk about Neo. <laughs> Scheduled. We've got yeah. that worked out, so she'll be on for the Scheduled. Neo episode. Yeah, I think she may like it. <laughs> uh, she says, the line between challenging and too hard varies per person. I draw the line somewhere before a boss that casts a spell that magically gives that boss extra turns forever until you lose. Thanks, SMT Nocturne. <laughs> Years later, I'm still salty, but not as salty as Cliff was about the Neo demo. <laughs> yeah, Kat, know, she, go ahead. If she had Twitter back then, maybe there'd be a record of her saltiness. Whereas... <laughs> <laughs> well, she so. did send us a video of this boss, and uh, i got to say, that is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I need to... Uh, actually, I will go ahead and copy and paste that to make sure I put that in the notes. Like, this boss, uh, like it literally just keeps casting turns on itself, like and just giving itself extra turns. It looks like the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'll have to go find that later. Um, Shinobi of the Cosmos at Darth Shinobi on Twitter says, whilst games can be very frustrating and difficult, many times the challenges can be overcome by learning the mechanics better and just trying to stop being angry. I have twisted controllers till they creak and are on the threshold of being torn asunder. I always wanted to say that, but just by taking a little break and having a think or looking up people's plays on let's plays on YouTube, YouTube, I can't remember why that sounded weird, uh, can often give you success. I was once a proponent of an easy mode of in Bloodborne and Soul Games, Shield's face, but after learning the game and clicking with it, I would also claw at people's faces too to make it easy mode. Bah! Long story short, some games can be unnecessarily stressful and hard, but 90% of the time we can get past it by chilling out a bit and getting a little help if needed from our modern cheat book that isn't cheating the internet. Good job, fellas. <laughs> Thank you, Shinobi. Do you know what? I feel like he was talking literally at me. It's <laughs> was just like, look, dude, just, just come on, just chill out, calm down, take five, and just, you can do it. <laughs> and as you said, he said 90% of the time. There are there are mm, the cases yeah. where it is just bad game Bullshit, design. Yeah. And it's... Um, this is this is one of the problems with Twitter because obviously I was like, yeah, it's bad game design, bad game design, and I find it hard to get my words out in Twitter. It's easier for me to talk like this, so obviously I found it easier to get my thoughts across about Neo without just going, oh, shit, shit, oh, shit. 
Yeah, this yeah. is uh, this is why Twitter needs like an "Are you sure?" button. Like, hey, <laughs> why don't you take thirty seconds back and reread what you wrote? I know I could use it because every time that I've yeah. ever typoed in, on Twitter before, like it makes me feel like a just a just the worst person in the world. So, <laughs> my Vader. Yeah, the next two are short, so you can have both of them, Vader. Oh, thanks, uh, Delta Farmer, the Law Hunter. Um, I think watching Cliff's reactions to playing a hard game on Twitter is the best thing about difficulty. <laughs> uh, I think he has a good time just standing back and watching. He, he has always said that he absolutely loves watching my meltdowns on Twitter when I'm playing a new Souls game or something. He, he loves it. <laughs> and then we've got yeah. Joanna, is that just said Gray? Gray. Gray. Yep. Uh, Wrench Witch. Uh, I don't usually play much that is hard. I don't find much satisfaction overcoming something difficult, unless it's Dark Souls. Uh, hmm. I keep reading this line as life is strange, but it's life is too stressful as as is. I play games to relax, so I have next to no tolerance for frustration. Mm. I think that seems to be a, quite a, a good designing thing as well. You mm. tend to find people, there, there's a lot of people like me who just want to go on and just relax and not have the frustration because a lot of a lot of stuff in life is frustrating and that is their escape from the frustrations and that's yeah and and that's what i mean like not all <clears throat> games are for all people and i think yeah. that's a good thing um that yeah that there is difference and on that note i found it quite amusing and ironic that you said you just want to enjoy a game while you're talking about risen evil yeah. It's not. <laughs> I, I, find fear, I find fear enjoying <laughs> seriously people find this weird i find being tense and fearful i find that enjoyable that's why i love horror i love it i love being scared i love it <laughs> that's relaxing to me <laughs> fair enough okay. go on you creep take that example uh, uh zedo he's changing his name at sentinel plus he says I think it has an appropriate time and a place. I'm not a big fan of artificial difficulty added into games, simply to add hours to gameplay. I do think it's not bad, a bad trend where developers put in an easy mode for those who might want to experience a game for the plot or story points. But on the other hand, I dislike the harder difficulty settings being locked away behind New Game Plus or the like. If the game offers an easier or normal mode from the start, a hard mode should be likewise on offer. I agree. I'm looking for. I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy 15. A new game plus with save data carryover and no enemy scaling is not quite the way to go. Then again, they could be the dreaded Souls itis kicking in. And he makes a good point there about the um, hard mode being locked away for people. It does go both ways. Resident Evil 7 does the same thing. It has easy and normal, and the hard modes only there if you pre-ordered. Or complete the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dig that at all. Like, if you have modes, just open it up. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I get like if you there. have the mm-hmm. like, you can only use the crazy special weapon in New Game Plus. Like, I understand. Like, you don't, yeah. want, they don't want to give you like everything. But like, if someone wants to play on um, nightmare one shot kills difficulty in a video game for the first, them. let them play. Like, don't let me come yeah. finish the game first. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Uh, Cameron Swarbrick <laughs> at night underscore Twitten on Twitter um, wrote in like a thousand word essay. No, he's, ta- he's taken Josh's place. <laughs> he's taken Josh's place. Although uh, Nikki's later is also super long. So we're going to be, this is a, this is a long feedback episode. <clears throat> All right. Cameron says difficulty in games, not as important as assholes on the internet say it is. Difficulty is a, well, difficult thing to talk about in gaming. People's opinions vary wildly, so I'll just give you mine. Difficulty is never the most important thing about a game for me. I appreciate it, sure. I enjoy a challenge, and as a lover of the Soul series, I know that a difficult boss area can give a unique and lasting sense of achievement. However, the Souls games are not important to me because of their difficulty. Instead, I adore the atmosphere and imagery of the Souls game, the blend of lore and story that has given rise to 100, hundreds of theories, kickstarted YouTube careers, and been the backbone of many of our favorite podcasts. And he gave a winky face because that's us and like two other podcasts that I'm on. More, more good examples of difficult games that I love for things other than difficulty are they recently released least resident evil 7 and neo not out yet but i've played more of it to know i played more of it than i have some other games resident evil's newest entry is definitely difficult with obtuse fights maze-like zones and foes who seem unstoppable but i love it for the dark brooding texas chain yard chain, chainsaw massacre atmosphere that drips off of every worn down building and pools like thickening blood in the mud and rubbish of the louisiana bayou Neo is also difficult, but the demo showing us gauntlets of yokei and samurai waiting to cut players down. But I love it for the way that it gives a unique look into the Japanese Shinto mythology. I was nearly killed by an umbrella in the latest demo, and I loved every time I encountered something new to my Western fantasy-filled brain. Difficulty is not just as important to, to me as story, atmosphere, and unique experiences. I appreciate it if the game's atmosphere benefits from it, but I have lost count of the number of games that I have switched to the lowest difficulty partway through just to be able to relax a little and enjoy the game without constantly failing and restarting. So yeah, difficulty isn't the be-all end-all of a game, and I certainly won't ever knock a game for being easy. Yeah, that's what he was talking about with getting the assholes on the internet or the the people who got angry about the um, easy mode on Star Fox. So you, you, you do get them you get a lot of people well yeah you get a lot of people who like people like go oh if you use summons in souls you're you're a fucking scrub it's like man just fuck off <laughs> let me play it how i want to play it you go play it with your, your your zero souls and enjoy let other people play how they want to play do you know what i mean it's, yeah I, I, very very, very cool. well written cameron uh, it was mm. really well yes very 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 thought through very good very true it. Um, and that, that is, I think, what I enjoy in Neo. It is, it is pretty hard at times, but I enjoyed the atmosphere and the setting. Their take on the mimic was fantastic in the in the demo. Yeah, I, I will say that mimic mimic was cool. Yeah, because it properly is a mimic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very cool. And I love the I love the um, the Cyclops y- Yorkai. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, my turn. I'm getting all the short ones because I can't read properly. This is this is like a conversation here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shadow voices. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Please. <laughs> the answer is always yes, unless you ask me. <laughs> now, uh, Dan Lettifee. Did I say right? Yep. Uh, near as a demo is, part, is past my limit of tolerable difficulty. I am happy to have found a modern game like that. Jeremy asks, you found Neo too hard? 
So we, we, this is definitely near and not Neo, just so you know. Yeah, near. Oh, Neo. sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure like yeah. we weren't confusing everybody. Yeah, because this is the reason I, I asked. I was like, really? Near? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes more sense. You found near too hard. They're almost the same word. Uh, Jiro, uh, yep. Even though I took it slow and safe, chances are I just went for the wrong builds and ended up glass cannoning every session. Oh, 10 bros, Dark Souls. Not one bro, to put it <laughs> And he's got one more sentence after the bro. Oh, yeah. Limitations and inexperience made difficulty in the past. Landing in top <laughs> gun NES. Yeah. Back to the future <laughs> three Genesis, etc. So, so mm-hmm. this is a... Um... This this is an interesting response because mm. I, I like his um, all ten bro Dark Souls and not one bro. In other words, he'll play through it at soul level ten, but not soul level one. So, um, in other words, like he can he'll play through because at soul level ten, like it, it's literally like probably five times as many weapons and things that you have available to you to be able to use. Um, not to mention like extra stamina, <coughs> endurance, and things. So, like that's that's the great thing about Dark Souls is being able to choose your own difficulty with that. And like yeah. probably the best game out of the series uh, to do that is Dark Souls Two. Like they they give you so many different options to to kind of control your own player difficulty. It's like a it's kind of like the sliders that Vader was mentioned earlier with the Dishonor yeah. Two, except it's all built into the game. Like it's all the game's mechanics. So I think that's that's really fascinating. I'm very yeah. confused that this dude found near hard. Like I, I played it through on the normal difficulty. The Actually, I didn't ask if this was the first game or if it, this. Yeah, it says it's a demo. So yeah, this is near Automato, and um, I, yeah. I just kind of breezed through it. Like I didn't really. Ha- I don't even think I died once. Not to say like I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to try to be Josh Crow or anything. But like I did, I didn't really feel like it was that hard. So maybe he was playing on like super advanced difficulty. Like I never even went into builds. Like and he's talking about like having a wrong build. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that's the interesting with Dark Souls because it is. We know it not to be that hard because we've done it, but it is a hard game straight from your first go. Like, how many times have all of us have like gr- um, grinded to get our our soul level up to be able to beat a boss? Whereas yeah. now we go do it, we don't need to. Um, True. So that, whereas if Dark Souls was at the point where you could beat it soul level one your first time, it would be it would be a complete write off. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth playing almost because in a lot of ways because it would just be too easy. Because you could level up and just walk over it. Um, so I, I, I don't think I could still do a SL1 run. I still don't think I could now. I, it's actually not too bad. You just go pyramids and throw fireballs at people. <laughs> yeah that's i mean like when i did a when i did my soul level one run i, I leaned pretty heavily on uh, pyromancy specifically for bosses and stuff because it, you could just that was the best way to do damage like i feel like a, a quote-unquote real like non-scrub soul level one run wouldn't rely on pyromancy at all but i man like i just like at a certain point um like you're just choosing to for something to take longer like you're just prolonging a certain amount of tension like you're not like the fact that you can um kill a, an enemy with like a broken sword like you, like if you started as um oh the, not the deserter what is the soul level one class in dark souls one i can't believe i just depraved depraved, oh, no, depraved yeah um if you if you, just because you can like kill that first undead asylum demon with the with the broken sword like doesn't mean you should it's a gigantic waste of your time like go do literally anything else because <laughs> <laughs> yep. it, it doesn't prove your skill anymore that you did something 50 times and i did it 20 like that that doesn't that's never really gelled in my head so 
Yeah. Cool. I beat an Ornstein and Smo level four with <sighs> no pyromancy. Have you guys been watching um Patty's one bro run? Mm. No, I've been around, so I've been meaning to. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's 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 quite fun. Like he's been having some really really, really nice tests. He's about to get to Ornstein and Smo, so I'm very curious. I told him um, that he must be changing this to a YouTube series instead of a Twitch series because he didn't want me invading him all the time and stopping progress. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I just don't think that would be very fun for the viewer to watch. And I'm like, I bet I can convince you, I can convince a lot of people that'd be fun for the viewer to watch. <laughs> <laughs> It's not fun for him. It's it's, that's what it is. Yeah, I gave him presents. I gave him ninety nine twin humanities or ninety eight or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, nice. cool. Right. Next. Next one is from our good friend Nikki at Lost Panda. She's uh, written another essay. What is it? this one's really brought the essays out of the woodwork today? Mm-hmm. This, this uh, question. <clears throat> I'm in the school of thought of games should be difficult to offer a good challenge and not just for the sake of being difficult because we can. I'd say the Soulsborne series has by far been the most difficult game series for me, but it's also been the most successful. I can pretty ca- <clears throat> I can be pretty casual with games. Is it difficult, is it easy, or just stop if I hit a wall? But with Souls, they gave me just enough direction and opportunity to learn without explicitly being told that I just kept coming back for more and those victories felt so good it's the most difficult series for me while also being the series i'm most successful in it very much gives me the same feelings i had back in grade school over Mega Man x made me learn through failure and when i got overconfident it put me back in my place and forced me to rethink my strategies i've started rambling now i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure where i was going with this but here we are <laughs> this is long so feel free to edit which i haven't done <laughs> one last thing back when dragon guard 3 came out i was so pumped and excited for it it was tough but enjoyable then i got wind of some close pals that the final boss was brutal and awful totally not worth it it was like a big heck of nerds in terms of difficulty spike. <laughs> so I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Challenging games are great. <laughs> Screw you. We're making this next to impossible because why not games are not. Much love, Nikki. And then she 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 tweets back later again. Another fault. <laughs> Tutorials are boring. Let me jump in with minimal instructions and learn by example. Like in Mega Man X, they tell you how to shoot. That's it. The rest you learn by observing the environment and dying. I love Mega Man X's difficulty. I'm going to go break into my younger brother's place and play Mega Man X right now. Mega Man X! <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me that I haven't played uh, Mega Man X in like five years. I should go replay that real quick. Uh, good, good. What Nicky did there in, in her description was explaining what I think Cameron said, talking about if mm. you if you like the aesthetic and style, you'll put up with some difficulty to, and, and you'll get used to it or learn it. Um, so it, it is down to taste at times. See, and that's and that's a big problem with Neo. Yeah. And I'm I'm not going to go like off on a rant or anything, but like the whole um, samurai like Japanese not culture thing, it. like I just it just leaves me feeling cold. And like, don't get me wrong, I've okay. I've watched like kung fu movies since I was a kid. Like I've watched the Seven Samurai. Jeremy, stuff. kung fu is Chinese. <laughs> I'm just 
I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, Vader. I'm just saying, like, I just said, following that, when I was, I've seen samurai movies, like, a lot of this stuff just feels me, like, especially, like, the, like, the West fascination with it just feels, yeah. just kind of leaves me cold. Like, I'm never going to be the dude with the, um, uh, uh, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Don't worry about it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Let's just move on to the last question. <laughs> no, well, see, and I can, I can, I can get that because I, I really like that setting. Like, I really love the separate samurai mm, uh, history and, and the world mm. and, and the yokai. Um, and so it's, yeah, I'm all in it. And I, yeah, I, and I think that's why I could get past the difficulty because I'm all over that stuff. Yeah. Well, do you want to take the last one? Yep. Uh, Big Papa Nito. Uh, Glabros Nito. I Twitter. That's on Twitter. Um, difficulty can be subjective. I've been stuck on a Resident Evil 7 boss for a while. Feels about seven, maybe eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been out three days. <laughs> maybe he's gone into a hyperbolic time chamber. Uh, yes, my... <laughs> My son asked for a try, beat it first go. Never played the game before. Hadn't even seen me play it. Smug. <laughs> Kids are dumb. They, they, they're too good sometimes. So. We shouldn't have given Vader the one uh, response that has cuss words in it. <laughs> you should have given that to me because I don't have a problem. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I'll say he said he's a smug little shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. I want to know. I want to know how old his son is. How old mm. your son, Big Papa Nito? Yes, please do tell us and tell me what boss it is. I wonder what boss it could be because yeah, I was stuck on a boss and oh, I must have played it for maybe an hour, but it did feel like seven years. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good cool. times. That's some really good, good response, people. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. Yeah. thank you to everybody that wrote in. Like that's 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 really awesome and and really really great. Like I'm. Some, makes me very, very happy that you guys are out there listening and want to talk with us. So continue to do so. Yeah. Like you don't have to wait for us to come out with a topic to write in. Like if you guys ever want to just DM us a bunch of stuff, you can. And then we also have email addresses, which we haven't talked about for a long time. Vader, what are our email addresses again? I don't remember mine. Yeah, we've, got, uh, we've got fancy branded ones. <laughs> uh, podcast at darkinsight.net. And Jeremy is Jeremy at, at darkinsight.net. And then Cliff at darkinsight.net. And Vader Van Oden at darks, okay, darkinsight.net. We should probably get Josh one too. too. I asked him. He never told me what he wanted, so I didn't go around to it. But yes. (laughs) Muck beardy beard face. (laughs) That's what it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Cool. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. This has been a good show, a real good talk. I've really enjoyed this week. It's been nice to sort of dig into something like this, and it's been a real good chat rather than just nattering for a while. And and yeah, once again, thank you for the responses. The responses have been fantastic this week. Very thought-provoking, very well thought out, brilliant responses. Thanks for everyone that supports us. I'm now seeing the true stats of everyone, because SoundCloud can go, fucking suck one, because they shit. Our new host is fantastic. I love the new host. Um, If you want to leave us a review or a like or anything, please do because it really really helps the show either in itunes or your podcatcher of choice much much appreciated two seconds out of your day it'd be great so thanks once again jeremy where can people find you you can find me at jg greer on twitter um and just a quick plug for my new podcast monster of the week where we're covering the supernatural tv show um it's 
very good if you like the TV show Supernatural. It's also very good if you don't like the TV show Supernatural. <laughs> it's yes, also it is. very it is. good if you've never seen the TV show Supernatural. Like, we just have a lot of good time. Um, Stephen Veyu is on it. He wrote in earlier, Chris Moser from the Chomp Chain podcast, uh, my, my Stardew brother. Um, he's he's on it, and it, we just have a, a great old time. So go check that out. Monsteroftheweek.cool. <laughs> you should have got Dot Hunk. You should really dot there, look. Look, there is no dot hunk because that wasn't a suggestion. There's no dot angel. There's no dot demon. There's no dot shipping no. because shipping was a big thing. I can't believe there was not a dot shipping. I'm really upset about it. Uh, we went through. <laughs> there was a moment where we 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 were talking about doing uh, Monster of the Week dot limo, and we were going to Photoshop the because the boys in Supernatural ride around in like a 1960s Impala. We were just going to Photoshop that into like, to be a limo length. But <laughs> it just didn't happen. So we went with Monster of the Week. Cool instead. Dot cool's pretty cool. Oh, can I give a quick preview for next week's episode? Yeah, please do. If everything works out, we're going to have a guest that, because um, PAX South is happening in America right now. Um, it's this weekend. And we have a, uh, a friend of the show who is there and wants to come back next week and talk about all of the cool things he's seen at PAX South. So maybe we can get some preview Nintendo Switch stuff, maybe some DS, DS3 DLC stuff. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to come back. So hopefully, all of, hopefully the timing and stuff will work out on that. I'm Very cool. seriously considering booking in a trip to PAX Australia at near end of the year. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years now, so I'm, I'm really thinking about it this year. I know like Beta. five people in Australia, so I can... I, we can... Lie for a press pass, my friend. Oh, yeah. Might. Yeah, try to do we, that. We, we get them now. <laughs> Vader, where can people find you then? Uh, Vader Van Oden. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vader Van Oden. Hmm. <laughs> you want to... <laughs> Never changes. Makes life a lot easier, I suppose. Uh, me, yeah, you can always find me on Twitter. Just moaning. Do, do you know that's what I feel came out that we've we we we've we've come to a conclusion about stuff. I need to stop being a whiny bitch. <laughs> I don't I think, don't that's think that the case. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Albeit, people do enjoy my whiny my whiny rants. People find it funny because I just have meltdowns. <laughs> But yeah, you can find me on Twitter just being a crazy meltdown fool, which is uh, Cliff underscore Goldsmith. And once again, thank you for everyone that tunes in. We love you. Everything we do is obviously for you guys, and we appreciate you guys tuning in and growing this show to the point where it is now. It's It fills my heart with good stuff. That's all I can say. It makes me happy every every week sort of watching all you people listen. It's very cool. So thanks again, and I will say bye-bye for this week. So adios. Bye. See you later. Bye. Damn, I hate that. Good show.